Yes, hello, I am James Rodens and today it's the WNR 350, the 350th WNR and funnily enough, the 6th year anniversary show and what a great show we have for you. I will be joined by the Ultra One, Jackie Scarlett and Monty on the show in a bit. But what would the anniversary be about the OG Dan? Dan, you join me. How are you doing, fella? You right? Uh, yeah, doing very well. Uh, I've been keeping up with bits of wrestling here and there. You know, working my ass off, trying to get through this pandemic. Yes, and your ass looks fine, I should say. Uh, so there's four questions I am going to ask you. I'm going to ask everybody these four questions. So we're going to start off a little bit more bit of a chat. Get to know you a little bit more, Dan. Because so I, I don't know if six years on the podcast is enough. So we're going to try and get to know you a little bit better. Where were you May 4th, 2015? I was sat in a bedroom, crowded round a laptop with you and another friend of ours, Dwayne, recording what would turn out to be the start of this uh, crazy journey. I know. And it is a crazy journey. You've been with me every step of the way. Well, I say that far, apart from last year. But we get on to that in a little bit. Of course, we're going to delve into a lot of things today. It might make us feel a little bit uncomfortable. But yeah, like I said, and I think that first episode, I think we hit that first episode so hard that what we're going to do is kind of leave it as it is. Uh, because we've talked about it so many times and there's so much more now on the WNR podcast. And Dan, what was your first wrestling memory? Because I'm asking everybody, of course, everybody knows mine is The Undertaker when I was young. What was the first thing that got you into wrestling? I thought, that's what makes me a fan. I'm going to have to have a little think about this. But, you know, going back to, I think it was around the mid-90s, you know, I was taken to the Royal Albert Hall. I was there to witness a WCW event. Uh, but I was, you know, I was watching wrestling before then. I used to have the old classic WrestleMania 9 on VHS video. Watched it so many times and re-watched it because it was one of about three or four of the only videos I had at that time. You know, obviously, it was a different time. No access to internet, not being able to stream things, not being able to illegally stream things if you didn't have the money to pay for it and you know just watching videos of you know world of sport as well there's a few wrestling matches on there there was uh robbie brookside fit finley giant haystacks uh, a few that stand out you know i've tried to go since then but have been unsuccessful yeah and i think what's weird as well is of course we've been friends quite a while and i think one of the f- first connections to get to know each other was the wrestling as well because you were a fan of wrestling and i was and that's when we kind of first talked about it and kind of you know what I mean? Uh, watch certain events and all this kind of stuff. Because at that time, I was I was pretty much a diehard fan. I mean, were you as diehard as me at that point? Or were you just kind of like... And even when, through the podcast starting, were you? when did you class yourself, or have you ever classed yourself as a kind of hardcore fan? Uh, and what point did you think, oh, hang on a minute, let's go with him for the kind of ride? You know, I wouldn't ever say I've been a hardcore diehard fan. You know, I wouldn't say that I've ever kind of bled wrestling you know I've had wrestling bed sheets I've had you know wrestling posters I've watched a few wrestling events I've never you know kind of sacrificed myself to stay up and watch it because over in England here it's kind of on early hours of the morning and you're kind of finishing at three four o'clock in the morning and then with some of us it's you know either work or school the next day because it just so happens to fall on a Sunday um but I've you know I'd like to watch and catch up and keep on tabs with results what's happening you know and you know keep up to date with things 
Well, it's, sorry, I don't want to interrupt, but it's funny that you don't class yourself as a kind of hardcore wrestling fan, when in fact from 2015 up until 2020, you were watching every takeover. Well, I was going to go into that, you know, when it, when it was podcast purposes, I was kind of watching everything, you know, a majority of it was for the podcast, but then, you know, off my own back, I'd be going and watching... NXTs that we hadn't watched or Raws and Smackdowns and kind of catching up and keeping up to date with things. So I would say for a while, for, you know, a good block of five years, I was a diehard wrestling fan at that point. You know, local wrestling events. We went to the O2, two nights on the trot. You know, I was booking days off work to stay up for WrestleMania weekend and having, I I don't want to kind of, you know, but kind of sleepovers but <laughs> yeah I know what you're saying the cool masculine version of sleepovers <laughs> but this is the thing and this is what we did but do you think at that time we peaked at a certain point because obviously people don't want to look back the podcast is obviously continuing to this day but is there a look back on time because for me personally there is uh, and I look at 2017 as a point where not only due to... I mean, that was the Royal Rumble where Randy Orton won the night before Rude had beaten Nakamura for the NXT title. So we had two of the greatest calls that we had on the Double podcast at that time. And then, of course, later on in the year, we went to NXT Live, which is kind of maybe we haven't been to a rest event as good at that point. I mean, is, or do you see yourself as, oh, never, whatever happened, you know, 2020 was a fact of because of the pandemic and everything else? Or do you think we did peak and it was just a case of... We went on too long. Not went on too long, but obviously, you know what I'm saying? I, I think it was kind of, uh, you know, when a wrestler, you know, just to go for argument's sake, uh, Roman Reigns at the moment, you know, he's been a hill, he's been a hill, changing it up. People are loving him for it. You know, recently I've heard he's got a new theme. And, you know, that's kind of elevating it. And that kind of character elevation, I think it kind of played well with the podcast elevation. You know, the huge success. Aside from... The White and Rollins kind of connection. It's you've had phenomenal success with it. So you know it's kind of it was something that was unfortunate to happen, but it's kind of you know you've snowballed with it. You was you know you was given shit from me, and you polished it up and you've turned it into you know what you've made it today. But but this is the thing. But the whole point of the, the show wouldn't be here if it wasn't for you during that time. And I know last year we had troubles and. It was a disconnect, and you know, and, and this is the thing, and, and to get Jaxie and Monty and Ultimate One involved as well. But the whole point of it is the WNI, and, and you know me as well. It's not just individuals; it's the kind of the whole, the WNI as a whole. We're, we're involved. You know, this podcast will hopefully have kind of five people talking about their experiences, kind of doing this, and all about wrestling. The show had to change. You couldn't do straight up commentary, of course, throughout. You had to change it up to kind. Of, but this is the thing. I mean times change obviously and the question is with you being back is that a case of you now going right what have we got or is it just do you know what i mean that's say for you personally how do you feel being back on a podcast and what are your kind of hopes for the future as well um i don't know i'm kind of uh relating with jericho on this like you know it's he was in wcw for a while you know saw things good in wwe you know and current i was in the podcast going back to 2020 it was kind of like you know it's kind of a mid card you needed something for a push and kind of like me leaving was the push for the WNL <laughs> podcast and you know kind of it's it seems like it's now that you've kind of taken it to that next level it's like right you know I can jump back in and we can see what kind of directions it can go you know it, it 
again, you know, with temporary things, I think this is what my second, third. I think yes, your third Christmas. Third one since Christmas. So yeah. you know, it's. But don't get. I mean, the Hall of Fame one. Uh, was, was so enjoyable, and also the WrestleMania show as well. And of course, Christmas, but it, this is the thing with the, the change in the WNR podcast has been this year, no kind of classic events, because you know I'd love that, and, and we've enjoyed going back and watching stuff. We did the WWE versus WCW series, didn't we? We go through and watching all the old pay-per-views and going back to kind of on this day, and, and this year's definitely been a case of kind of like, you can't do that. It's got to be with the action. So it's literally just been, uh, like I said, raw SmackDown stuff with the W pay-per-views with Jaxie, NXT in New Japan with Monty, AEW uh, with Ultimate One, a bit of Impact as well, but I don't mind doing the Impact ones myself, which is saying that I completely shit myself. When I first had to do one by myself after you went, it was kind of like, it just felt so odd because I've always liked bouncing off some you know it, it's it's ever so strange okay know? to kind of slightly turn this around onto you what was your when when i left and obviously you know you was kind of doing things on your own was there things that you had to learn go you know despite me not doing all the stuff you know i turn up i literally turn up i affix a microphone stand to a table that james has assigned me and i literally plug it in and that is pretty much all i have to do to contribute but did you kind of notice what imprint I did have on the podcast kind of like after I left? It's like, wow, fucking hell. Even though we done fuck all, we actually done something. And it was kind of like you had to pick up a different kind of slack that I had. Yeah, well, this is the thing. It, the, the, that's the interesting thing about it is, is the fact of like there might be a script there, right? But the fact is that script has to be read. You know, and, and as fact, it has to be read in the factors like the, the, the way we talk about it and that the certain kind of inflections and, and stuff like that has to be done. But it's also the reactions of certain things. Now, we've been with two people, especially with you and your reactions that you got. And this is one of the things that was my problem. And we're going to get onto it is the fact that when you did react to something that I didn't want you to react to or you reacted in a certain way, it didn't annoy me as such. But I thought, I thought, oh, why can't we both react to it? And then later on, I'm realising that was the beauty of it. The fact that you did have a different reaction. You did bring something different. And the fact is that we had had it. And this is what's happened now. If you have the same kind of another person, you go, oh, we both completely agree. It's so kind of boring and this kind of thing. And on your own, when you're going, oh, and, and this match happened. Oh, what did you think? Oh, hang on a minute. That's me doing that now. This is what I, I thought of it. And the whole point is we had a guy... The Graps of Rass was the first one I attempted to talk to after it happened because I did them. I think you left and I did a couple of clip shows, like a kind of edit of the first episode, Best of the Women's Revolution. And that point's thinking, what am I going to do? Is this the end? Because we had a good, to be fair, at that point, we have had a fantastic run as a yeah. podcast. Oh, absolutely. You know? It was, you know, it was fun. And I was always, when I was here, I was bringing it. I was never getting to a point where I was kind of phoning it. And I do sound like I'm a wrestler getting interviewed now. <laughs> it's like, like, even though Vince McMahon was throwing me shit, I was still fucking knocking it out of the park. I was suggesting ideas and he was just shooting them down. You know, I was just, I was just not happy being a mid-carder, man. The IC top was good for a while. Couldn't have it ever, I know. But this is the thing. And, and maybe I thought of you as a kind of, well, you're always going to be there as well. The you kind took of, me for granted. Took me for granted. And it was a kind of, whatever we did, it was like, right, oh, this is what we're going to watch. And it became, not repetitive as such, because obviously this year, you're watching the same shows week in, week out. But because it's new TV, you're kind of getting different things, I think, as opposed to kind of being stuck there. 
Uh, and also the kind of show length went from three and a half hours of us, because we used to do it, you know, all day. Do you know what I'm saying? When we record, we record, you know, four or five, uh, an hour, whatever it is. And then we used to edit that down to about three and a half hours. Yeah. Now it would be, well, when it first started off with me doing it was like half hour because it was me kind of talking about it and then going, no, that's it. And the problem was with me not keeping up to date with it as well, kind of reading the results. When I was talking about myself, I don't know what I was talking about. So it was nonsense. And it was like, okay, so you either stop it now and go, right, that's the job done. Or you start watching the fucking wrestling, you start knowing what you're talking about again, because that's the whole point we started it. I was a know-it-all, you fucking know that as well as I do, and I thought, I know what I'm talking about, uh, you know, and it got to a point, because we were doing scripts, and because we were just watching certain matches, I wasn't watching the whole show, and then I wasn't getting the overarchs, and then predictions, and everything else like that went by, because you're not paying attention, because it's kind of week-in, week-out thing. Then it changed, and it's like, right, what are we going to do? Got the guy in, and I said to him, here you go. And he goes, what's this? And I said, I've sent you, this is the Graps of Us guy. I said, I've sent you a script. It's about 200 pages. And he goes, what do you want me to do with that? I said, well, you're, you're reading it. You're going to read it. We're going to do what I do on the podcast. I give Dan a script. He reads it. So basically... <laughs> we do a show. <laughs> so basically, your kind of first instinct was, right, it kind of looks like Dan. Can you read? Yes. Right. You're... Yeah. Yes. That was the thing. And he was like, well, I don't really want to do this. And I was going, okay, well, let's talk about Raw and SmackDown. And it was like, what do you think of Raw? It's not very good. Oh, no, it's really good. What do you think of SmackDown? Oh, it's really... And it wasn't wasn't what I wanted. It was basically kind of like what we'd say about a wrestling match when we first started. Oh, uh, we had good aerial ability. Yeah, <laughs> and not... You know, when something's bad, you need to call it. Whether it be AW, Impact, WWE, and you always did, I always did. And this guy I was like, okay, no... Um, did a couple of, and I'll tell you what was weird, I did one with Slept Match Podcast, and it was a kind of two-on-one, because they were a double team, and it kind of, not upset me as such, because I really enjoyed doing it with those guys, they did a Halloween special, did Head in the Cell, but to see, because they had only just started their show, so they'd been together for about a year, so they had all that, you know, that cute banter we had in that fucking first time where we were doing it, and it was like, Oh, and it was kind of like I said to the guy, well, you know, it'll be all right. Just wait for four years, you know, and it's kind of doing it. Because it was still resentful to you. And it was it was that thing because it was like, this is our podcast and you've gone now. And what the fuck do I do? You've left me with the baby, so to speak. And I don't want to be dramatic, but that's what you do, you know, when it comes to it. It was more of a toddler, to be fair. Come on. (laughs) Four years old, for fuck's sake. Five years old. So five years old. And then it was like, right. Let's have a look at a couple of guys who are really interested in Twitter. Maybe help them out with a podcast. Nice one. Uh, was a guy from New York, and I thought that would be quite a cool little hookup. We did it. We did the AEW show, uh, and it just kind of... It was a bit awkward at first, you know, like it was with everything, I suppose. And then it kind of meshed because we had different opinions. The same thing with Jaxi uh, and Monty with, with NXT as well, the kind of humour. And then it got to a point where, well, do you know what? I actually feel quite comfortable again. Got to the Christmas show and I thought, right, Dan, how are you feeling now? Because obviously, you know, the stuff that's happened with you and, of course, the burnout with the podcast and everything else that was going on. I, I felt from you, you had a kind of refreshed energy. Would that be fair to say? Yeah, I did. I, you know, I kind of needed to step away to realise, you know, it was because, you know, I'd come away from here and I'd be buzzing after having a good time and a good laugh and that. But then towards the end, it was kind of like, you know, I was just reading <laughs> something you know and it was you know I was putting my heart into it but again 
you know, not fully fledged. But coming back, you know, the code I did feel, you know, reinvigorated. I think it was it was a few months since we'd last kind of recorded and spent a bit of time together. Bearing in mind, you know, we've kind of known each other what nearly two decades. Yes. <laughs> and you know, there's kind of been moments. You know, we spent a lot of time with each other at the beginning, like, you know, kind of growing up as... Yeah, then he took my teenagers. wrestling tapes, and then, you know, you get that yeah. <laughs> Anyway, I gave him to Jared to give back to you. That's my last story. <laughs> oh, it's maybe Jared. Uh, but like I said, you had a refresher energy, so it's a bit awkward, I think, you know, when you come back. Because the thing is, with what I do with, with those three, is I do a script myself. Like we're doing a bit now. Got a script in front of me. So I know the kind of bullet points and then their job, so to speak, is what do you think of the match? You know, and it helped us because you remember what we used to do at the end of pay-per-views yeah. where we go back and look and go, right, what do you think of the first match? What do you think of the second match? That basically became the show. And then that got extended of like me talking through the match of going, this happened, I'll get a reaction from that after the match. And it's still, what do you think of the match out of five predictions, polls? And Twitter's really helped as well with the polls. Because then you get the kind of reaction from that as well. It's just a shame with Twitter that we just didn't... If we'd kept going, do you know what I mean? And uh, if, if we have a chance to do it every day, but this is the thing. And I don't think... It's, you know, with the podcast and I've, even with the fans listening now, you know, it's, it's 24 hours can't continuously do it. Uh, and even with, you know, two or three people, whatever it is, it's just not feasibly possible unless you've got a team. You know, Cobb Van Thompson's got all these... He's got a huge team behind him that you kind of do all the social media stuff. But it's not... A case of that is just kind of what happens, but and like I say, you being back here and especially your history, and I think I needed to get over it. Do you know what I mean? I think there's a point of me that goes, well, it happened, and what do we do now? Do we like, do we? St- am I still resentful for that, or do we kind of move on? Do you, you know, did you have any thoughts of kind of that as well, or um, you know, again, it, it's kind of like going back to an ex. You know, it's kind of like. Fucking hell, some of the arguments we had with each other, you know, and and in in an hour's time, we know we're going to be on that bed and it's going to be like, what the fuck have I done? <laughs> but, you know, this one, I didn't kind of jump back on the sofa or jump back into the podcast chair with you. It was kind of like, you know, and I didn't get res- resentment and regret after. It kind of wasn't, I wasn't hate podcasting with you, if you know what I yeah, mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was more of a like, you know, oh, you know, this was good and that, and we can... Kind of, we know each other well enough to kind of be able to banter about certain things. How I deserted you and how you cried like a little fucking bitch. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. But to be able to talk about it is incredible, considering where we were with the podcast and what happened to where we were. Because I don't even think I announced it. I think I just said, "Well, Dan, at the moment, of time, you know, go for now on the cunt." You know, <laughs> I'll say it like I can't remember. <laughs> I heard. <laughs> uh, but anyway, let's get back on show because, like I said, we have been doing this since 2015. Uh, we did have actually uh, a podcast last year when we were putting stuff together of the greatest matches of the years as well that we did. Um, but we talk about, I mean, when I mentioned to you, what's your favourite match since 2015? Since we were doing a podcast, kind of what springs to mind for you in that memory? Because I always remember the year I had when the Undertaker uh, lost to Roman Reigns and he put his stuff on the uh, ground. And I went and listened back to see it was a really beautiful moment of talking about his retirement. And it was just you and me arguing, you going, he's fucking retired. Of t- I go, he's not retired. Yes, he has. Yes, he has. <laughs> I was like, right. <laughs> so any moments at Spring Tomorrow, any great matches? Um, well, there's obviously, you know, you can't discredit even though it was kind of fucked up at the moment in time, AJ Styles, his debut 
Uh, Randy Orton winning the Rumble, obviously, for me. It's been great watching that. Um, seeing live events as well, you know, seeing kind of Oscar's match with Ember Moon. I think that was a great moment, you know, just being able to be there. I think there was a brilliant tag match for the main event as well, which was like two of our two of my guys going uh, with two of your guys. I think it was McIntyre and Ali B going against Andrade and Bobby Roode. Yeah. Uh, in an absolute, you know, it's kind of like a, it was, it was a brilliant match to be able to be there and watch it, you know, live in person. But for, for calling, I think it would have to be, it's definitely going to be an NXT TakeOver event. I think, you know, Finn Balor against Samoa Joe for the NXT Championship kind of stands out in my mind a bit. Yeah, without a doubt. I mean, there's so many, you know, Pete Dunne versus Tyler Bate for the UK title at uh, Chicago. That was incredible. And the live events that we saw during that time, uh, and even going back, and I'm just going to try and, uh, like I say, it's incredible when you think about it. In 2016, right, we were lucky enough to meet Drew McIntyre. And after a match in a small leisure centre that we were, there we spoke, of course, uh, of the hopes of potential return to the WWE at that point. He hadn't done it. Uh, and skip forward five years, a little leisure centre, to being basically one of the top guys in WWE. His opponent, the day that we had saw it, was Will Ospreay, who is now the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship, the first Briton to ever hold uh, a World Heavyweight Championship in Japan. And we saw that in 150 people, Dan. You think about the impact on that show and the other shows that we saw with the Young Bucks and where are they now? Rich Swan, what has he just done? Is he a part of the show as well? Uha um, Nation, Apollo Crews. You know, people that we've forgotten about. You know, Ricochet. Well, I think, you know, yeah. I, was, I was just about to say <laughs> with Ricochet because with Ricochet, again, you know, like Uha Nation, he was kind of a relative unknown. With Drew McIntyre, we'd kind of like, you know, we'd, we'd known that he'd been in the WWE. We know we're here his history with being the chosen one and that, you know, he was kind of <clears throat> the way he was going. It was kind of inevitable that he was going to end up back in WWE in one way or another with Ricochet, Apollo Crews, you know, and Will Ospreay for, for example, them, it's kind of like, fucking, you know, they have actually achieved their dream. You know, it could have been any one of them ones in the ring that we'd seen at that moment in time. Yeah. who was fortunate enough to be in the ring going against the young bucks you know, kind of like Ricochet's elevation as well. It's like, Ricochet signed for NXT. What? Fuck, yeah. you know, it was kind of like blew my mind. It's like, I met him. I've got a brilliant photo with him. I've got a brilliant story. Kind of like, as soon as I meet a wrestling fan, bang, I'm on my phone. I'm swiping through the pictures. You know, I kind of pull up the picture of me and Ricochet. I've actually cut you out of it. I don't mean to be <laughs> yeah, a dick. No, you always do, yeah. But then you've got a picture of just you and Me Drew and Drew Max. Max I haven't so. got any fucking pictures of that because I'm the cunt behind the camera. <laughs> and James wasn't like, oh, would you like to meet? It was like, no, oh, hi, Drew. This Drew, that Drew, everything Drew. Not, would you like a picture with the fucking FW champion? Nah, mate. Dick. Look, but what is incredible when you think, like I say, we saw that in 2016 in Sittingbourne, that uh, the last time we saw WWE Raw together is the last time that WWE has been in the UK, Dan. That was 2019 we saw. It didn't come in 2020, obviously, due to the pandemic, uh, and still not come in 2021. We've decided against not buying tickets, and they never come back. You know, that's the incredible thing about it. Even the last show we went to in the end of 2020, 19, I think it was, 
was um, in Maidstone to see Joey Ryan and Jordan Devlin. Jordan Devlin, of course, became cruiserweight champion soon after that and just had a ladder match with Santos Escobar to take over Stand and Deliver. And the Joey Ryan thing, we were slap bang in the middle of speaking out six months later. When you talk about, you know, being in the middle of saying as it's going on, we have known British wrestling since that point, And then we were right bang in the middle of it. So some, something from there, you know, kind of quotes that haven't aged well. God, I wish Joey Ryan would give me the lollipop from his trunks. And you were so angry when you didn't get it. You were so angry. You didn't get a lollipop that had touched Joey Ryan's penis. <laughs> but you look at the history on that. Even that show, that could have been nothing, actually turned out to be something as big as that. And I think that just shows you the shows that we went to in the past as well together. And I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm hoping NXT UK takeover happens so Volta can be seen by us. And, of course, AEW, because they were going to have Fighter Fest uh, come over. And, I mean, to sing Jericho's theme tune is saying needs to be ticked off the list. You know, I think apart from apart from WrestleMania, and if WrestleMania 40 comes to Wembley, then fucking you can tick it off. If not, if it comes to New York, then I'll be speaking to the ultimate one. But anyway, uh, but like I say, and that's the whole point of going to a live event back then or back uh, when it goes, because that's kind of the thing that I think we've been sorting in 2015 or 2014, and that kind of started us off to get back into it, to, to start watching wrestling and doing the podcast in itself. Uh, so we've talked about that kind of thing. We're going to go move on now to your thoughts on the Jericho and Austin podcast, because you did watch, you are a fan of the Broken Skull Sessions, aren't you? I am, yeah. I've, I think I've watched all of them. I think there's <clears throat> there's a couple with current day superstars that I've not watched because it kind of really doesn't you know they haven't had a career yet they haven't had kind of like chance to experience the stories and the ribbing and the things that kind of used to happen as I like to call it back in the day you know so they kind of don't interest me the Undertaker one brilliant Kane brilliant um, it's Kane it's Kane <laughs> Randy Orton Drew McIntyre one I think that one it's kind of like because he's a wrestler that I you know I've kind of watched and He's he's an absolute fan favourite as well. So, you know, he has broken skull session. You were talking about Drew McIntyre, something interesting he said about Randy Orton on there, weren't you? Absolutely, yeah. Um, it it kind of goes towards when he kind of came back to WWE and that, and uh, he was saying, talking about his time with Randy Orton and working with him kind of helped elevate him, and he kind of owes uh, a fair bit of success to Randy Orton and, you know, where he's come to now as well. Yeah, that New Orton one's quite funny because he's always drinking with Austin throughout as well. You know? <laughs> well, that's, yeah, it's kind of like Randy, oh yeah, I'm a non-drinker and that, and Austin's kind of like, he mentions it was Undertaker's bottle of Jack Daniels and he's like, oh, Undertaker's you say? It's like, oh, okay, there, go on in, we'll have a couple of shots. And um, he has, you know, he has a good laugh. I think it's the same bottle that Drew McIntyre drinks from in the one, because he does his after Randy yeah, yeah, one, yeah. doesn't he? So he's kind of like, I think he finishes it with Drew, doesn't he? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh, no, he finishes it with Jericho. He's saying he finishes it with Orton, doesn't he? He finishes it with Jericho. I have watched him, I promise, because the back one was there as well. They're quite good ones. Uh, but the one we're going to talk about in more detail now is, of course, the Chris Jericho one, AEW. Now, what were your thoughts about it, first and foremost, that the Forbidden Door had been opened? Um, well, this uh, this so-called Forbidden Door, it's, you know, it's quite an interesting one, but who better to do it than Jericho? Um, I think he's kind of like, you know, he's a bloke that's been about. He knows the score. He's not an idiot. He's not a stupid idiot. Yes, you idiot. Um, you know, and I, I think it is good to kind of, you know, you, you kind of see start seeing a bridge forming 
you know, maybe there is a possibility that Kemi Omega is going to try and get the last two Infinity Stones out of Vince McMahon's uh, cold grasp. dead hands. <laughs> cold dead hands. That would happen, but um, but yeah, you know, it was. I think as soon as I found out about texture, and I said we got to do a podcast yeah. about it. You know, it was kind and of. And I said, that... new number, who this? <laughs> <laughs> You're like, who? I, I still was over it. <laughs> I was like, Dan, what? Dan. And he's like, Dan. Dan. And Jenkins. Oh, Dan Jenkins, my mate. How you doing? And then it was kind of like, no, Dan, what? We've done the podcast together. <laughs> and he's like, I've done so many fucking podcasts. But anyway, <laughs> you know, when he finally eventually made me send him a selfie, yeah. had him on Facebook. Proof of ID, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I had to send my driving license over and that. And kind of, you know, I had to send him my COVID vaccination records. You know, we had to, I, I said we had to absolutely do a podcast about this because it is something that's, it's not been touched yet, has it? No, not yet. And uh, it's credible. The story behind it was that Austin asked Vince McMahon and Vince just said, yeah, do it if you want. And maybe AEW is not a threat or maybe it is. And we see the show kicking off with Jericho detailing how AEW came to be, noting how various names, mainstream and non-mainstream, mainstream signed contracts for the company. Um, it, it, so we did have the bit of AEW talk. Relative unknowns like, you know, the Jerichos, the Guerreros, the Benoits. I think the landscape of wrestling would have changed for the better. Um, WCW probably wouldn't have gone out of business. I think it would have still been thriving to this day. Yeah. Um, Jericho noted how he visited Vince McMahon's house during a Royal Booker meeting whilst being under contract with WCW. He recalled how he ate brownies with Vince McMahon, which ended up being a test if you can keep quiet and visit him. And then they both went for the second brownie, I do believe. And Vince said, you can have that if you want, chat. You should never deny a man a second. You <laughs> um, weren't sure if it was a test. And then we recalled how he saw the Millennium Cock at a post office, which gave him the idea for his debut on Raw. Um, Jericho and Stone Cold both completed the Rock and his in-ring work and promo skills while watching Jericho's WWE debut. This was part, Dan, of Dan's Dream Debuts, a segment we tried for about all of four weeks. So, yeah, uh, again, another one of my <laughs> ideas absolutely fucking shot down. Oh, yeah, yeah, we'd do it for a couple of weeks. You'd get fucking bored of it in four well, did we do it? Every, you didn't do every, it because you were bored of it. Every WNR podcast meeting we had, and we had none, I brought it up. I had some on my own without you. Um, <laughs> Jericho and how people are angry him for immediately coming into the company and getting the top spot. Uh, he then mentioned how he found out he'd be winning the world title, noting he heard Vince tell The Undertaker in catering. There's a long thing about working with China, being in kind of a champion, of course. Uh, feud with Benoit's and stuff. Uh, nearly when Triple H uh, or did the fast count and the reaction that he got then and finally winning the Undisputed Championship. It's crazy. It only took two years for him to debut August 99 and then win the Undisputed title in end of uh, I1, isn't it? It is crazy, yeah. And, um, you know, I think that is kind of giving Jericho what he's deserved because he, he is a workhorse. Absolutely phenomenal on the mic. Brilliant in the ring. You know, whether he's going against a bigger guy or a smaller guy, he can kind of keep up to pace with whoever he's in the ring with and he's very well with his kind of you know his just ring ability as well yeah it's a bit weird that he's in catering and he's un- you know Vince McMahon going hey dead man that's going to be your champ <laughs> you know, do, do you know uh, I think the, the current the line was sorry to take it away from you, but you know how your company's going down the crapper <laughs> when you put the title on this guy well Joe that they wanted the retirement match to be one where he's seen as a coward and I'm sorry I love you scenario he uh, wants to be—he wants to be dragged kicking and screaming from the arena. I think he actually says about it, which is, which is, you know, I'd love to see someone, go, you know, not going up crying, kissing the family members. 
no, no, I don't want to. You can imagine Jericho doing that as well, like kind of getting forcibly taken out of the, never to be seen again in a wrestling ring. Uh, Jericho complimented John Cena as one of his favourite opponents. He then mentioned how Jimmy Jacobs proposed him the list of Jericho. He said that Vince didn't let anyone else say stupid idiot in a promo and he worked for him. I think that's right. Uh, he said that Vince wasn't present for the Festival of Friendship edition of Raw, which led to the people in charge trying to change the segment. Jericho messaged Vince to tell him to go ahead with it. He said the original plan was for him to beat Owens for the Universal title in the main event of Mania, uh, with Brock beating him for the title before he exited the company. However, plans changed when Goldberg came in. Didn't anger Jericho such, but like he said, that was a kind of beginning of the end to think this is not going to happen. Uh, he then mentioned how he felt like a serial killer with his pain maker attire in New Japan Pro Wrestling. And this is, again, we've talked about Jericho changing his character each and every, you know, suit, short hair Jericho, suit Jericho, um, into the kind of the pain maker in New Japan in his match against Kenny Omega as well. Uh, do you think that was, and, you know, you're going to tell it straighter than probably anybody else, do you think that was a moment where it all kind of, the nucleus for AEW for what the future held for those two men kind of happened at that point in time? I think the seed was planted when they had an absolutely fucking huge draw in their first match in Japan. Uh, you know, Chris Jericho, someone somewhere just went ping like that. You know, they made a few phone calls. Daddy, can I have some money? I want to buy. You know, and that's kind of where it started. I think they done like the the first the first match. But I like with Jericho, like everything he does. You know, there's, there's, he credits something or someone for it, which is, you know, this band here, you know, the, his makeup, it was kind of like Kiss derived. You know, it was it was brilliant, you know, how he's kind of taken a little bit from here, a little bit from there, and, you know, he's made it his own, but kind of crazy as well. Yeah, I think without a doubt, you know, and he, then he talks about his uh, scrap match against John Taker at the first Saudi Arabia show. Uh, he turned it down to face uh, Tetsui Naito. Instead, that match went to Rusev. So I guess anybody that faced or was scheduled to face I'll take it at Saudi Arabia event should be in AEW sooner rather than later. Um, absolutely, <laughs> yeah. You know, what are you going to do if you're Jericho? You're going to be obviously losing to The Undertaker. Yeah. 100% losing to The Undertaker. Having to get carted out in that or having what Dave Meltzer would call a 17-star match in Japan. Well, he said having fans back at the Daily's place felt like Madison Square Garden. He said that Orange Cassidy asked him whether he sold a move too long during their feud, where he couldn't give an answer because there was no crowd reaction. Then he finished by thanking Vince McMahon W and Tony Khan for allowing him to do the podcast. So what were your final... One of the things I found interesting was JR, uh, was him saying him and JR were the only AEW had worldwide names at the start. Um... What were your? I mean, Jericho don't put himself over too much, does he? But what were your thoughts on the entire show? I, I thought it was great. Um, you know, the fact that they kind of said after, yeah, you know, we only literally cut fifteen minutes of this whole entire conversation, and that was due to you know not being relevant as opposed to talking about taboo things. You know, they kind of went on to mention everything, everyone. You know, Jericho goes on to say a lot about Don Callis and you know what he does. Kenny Omega, Young Bucks, and, you know, I, th- I think, I'm hoping it could be the start of something beautiful, you know, it's, you, you never know, you never can tell what's going to happen in the future, but hopefully, you know, I would love to see an invasion style thing where, you know, they're not just turning up at their door and fucking things rolling down, you know, <laughs> something actually happens. Yeah. Well, you never know with a forbidden door 
being open. All right, before we wrap up, talk about experience on the WNR, we'll move on to games because we haven't played games a long time. And Dan, you know what I want you to do with your mouth right now. So right now, for a first time in a very, very long time, I want to play Elephant or F1. <laughs> okay, let me let me just uh, sort out my paperwork then. Can you explain to everybody what the game is, just in case they haven't, well, haven't heard it? Well, Elephant... Or F1, for our new listeners, everyone else, you can just twiddle your thumbs at this moment in time, but basically, I'll make a noise with my mouth that sounds something like this, and James has to decipher whether it's an elephant or an F1 car, because everyone knows they sound remarkably similar. They do, indeed. So, Dan, whenever you're ready with your mouth, make me happy. Do I need to be on my knees for this, life? I don't mind. You ready for the first one? Oh, that's a great one to start, Dan. Oh, it's, uh, do you know what? It does take me back. I'd rather do this for two and a half hours than anything else. Uh, but I'm going to say, because I'm not buying time with my answer thinking about it, that is an F1 car. That was indeed, James. And more specifically, it was F1 car going into the gravel in the last Formula One race. Get in there, you slag. All right, next one up. You've been, you've been actually, not only have you been doing your wrestling research, you've been doing your Elephant and F1 research. You've been listening to every single game of Elephant and F1 we've had. And you've kind of analysed it and overanalyzed it from a heartbeat. Which, what kind of? What do you think the pie chart's for? <laughs> Well, you've got a pie chart of your favourite bars, and you've got a bar chart of your favourite pies. Hey, but a bumps. Right, are you ready for number two? I am. Hey, number two. Hey, number one. God, do you know what? I watched the F1 the other day, and I did see a little bit of an incident, but that would have nothing to do with it, because that, sir, is an elephant. James... For the second time today, you are correct. <laughs> two out of two. Can I get a perfect score? Three for three. Never been done before. You've never done it. In I six years. I think you've years. got three wrong, yes. but you've never got three right. Six years. Let's see. Can it be an anniversary miracle? <laughs> Not if I have anything to do with it. <clears throat> right. Anyway. Here we go. <laughs> Do you know what? I would say that would be an elephant, but I don't think it is. I think it's an elephant stopping suddenly in the pit lane. Dan, I'm going to say F1, F1 car. It was an F1 car, James. <laughs> you have three out of three. <laughs> but... It was next to a zoo, and the elephant was louder than the F1 car. The noise you heard was the elephant. Unfortunately, James, you do not score this time. Dan, Dan, Dan. It'd be like Willy Wonka. It'd be like, good day, sir. Good day. You get nothing, sir. Nothing. <laughs> so after that excitement, we're going to play WWE Magazine. We're going to start off with a magazine. Because then we're going to move on down. Because it's called his sixth anniversary. We're going to play, what's in the bag? But before we play that, let's play W Magazine. So what is W Magazine that we play as grown adults <laughs> together? Well, James, we go into supermarkets. Normally wearing long trench coats. 
and uh, and such to buy the WWE Kids magazine. And um, well, as actually as funny as it may seem, I got the WrestleMania one, thinking it was the latest one. But I haven't got the latest one. James has the latest one. So James is going to be delving into my bag and I'm going to be delving into his bag and he's going to be delving into his own bag and I'm going to be delving into my own bag. It's going to be a bag off. Well, this is school of WWE, so it means I've got five WWE gifts inside. Um, uh, mine's the WrestleMania edition and I've got like about ten. <laughs> Whoa, you've got a big one. I've got loads. So, <laughs> I'll tell you what, I'll try and open it. I'll go first, because obviously, and I'll get one of the biggest ones that I can. And, wow, I've got a New Day. What the fuck is that? That looks like a New Day earphone holder. You kind of wrap your earphones up and you put it in there and it protects them from getting up and uh, discombobulated. Really? That's actually quite smart. I like that. Yeah. All right, cool. Do you ever wear earphones? Uh... Well, yeah, but I can't fit them in there. <laughs> I'm showing down at the moment. Am I, am I like, delving into your bag or mine? You can delve into my bag. Well, it's open do, at worst. We'll empty your bag first. Empty my sack first. I have got a packet of Sa- Slam Attacks trading card game reload. It's got Nikki Cross, AJ Styles, The Undertaker, and... Open them up, then. See who you got. Drew McIntyre. Come on, let's see who you got. All right. I reckon you've got Randy Orton. I have Shinzuki fucking Nakamura. <laughs> yeah. I have Bianca Belair. Whoa. I have Io Shirai. Whoa. Banzai! <laughs> That's Yokozuna. I have someone who don't work for wrestling no more. Oh, Tucker. I have Eric. <laughs> Eric. And I have the Messiah, the icons card of Seth. Frickin' wow, the icons card, boys and girls. I have got well, of course, I have. It's a Drew McIntyre, <laughs> get this, and an Oscar one. See, wow, Jaxie's favorite is Oscar, mine's McIntyre. There you go, you see, that's a... and they never saw Oscar again. All <laughs> <laughs> right, go into my bag. Close my why well, well, got to close my eyes. <laughs> you like closing your eyes, a really weird shape. Oh. James, what have you done in that bag? Oh, my word. Wow, this is title clash. You've got to pin your opponent to win the title. And there's a title disc, and it's a two-player game. So, James, I think... Oh, we've got to play it. During lunch, or do you want to play it now? Well, oh, we've got to play it now. Come on, oh. how do you play it? I don't know. There's no instructions <laughs> on how to play it. What do you mean there's it? no instructions? Well, hang on. Whilst he's working out the instructions... Oh, my God, I've got stickers. Right, name me a wrestler, Dan. Nikki Cross. Yeah, she's on here. Yeah. Yes. Tatanka. No. Hulk Hogan. No. Big Boss Man. No. Big Van Vader. You were doing so fucking... Undertaker. Keep going alphabetical there with B's. Uh, B, Bianca Belair. No. Uh, Britt Breaker. No. She's <laughs> no. Not no. Um, Buddy Murphy. What am I doing? Ten. ten. Todd Ninja. Ring. Hello. Come in. The hands. Hands. Yeah. What do you want to do with these hands? Get them. Yeah. Boy, show them. <laughs> yeah. Get them. Get them. Got Naomi. Seth Rollins again. He's popular. Sonia's fire and desire. Dan setting up the game. Oh my god, it looks so comp. Why do you have to put it on your nipples for? I don't know. Yeah, we'll take it off. You have to get naked. I don't I think know. Have to get naked. <laughs> right. Oh my do you word. The Seth Rollins or Roman Reigns. I love the Seth Rollins because right, you've you... got the Seth Rollins and the Seth Rollins base. Right, okay, that's awesome. I've got Roman Reigns. Yeah. And a Roman Reigns base. Right. Now. Um, what? I, don't, I don't know. We've got like. <laughs> we've got... James, what kind of bearing is that? That is a. 
MR fifty two ZZ. So MR fifty two. What would you do with an MR fifty two? Oh, there you go. Look, I've put mine on top, so I win. You got the title. I win. Up. There you go. Right, Dan, you're one next. <laughs> We've gone. Is it? Oh. You have a WrestleMania bag. A WrestleMania magazine. Bag empty, right. Mine is gone. So I am going to. Oh. I have got a WrestleMania. And it says, I'm getting ready for WrestleMania. Come back later if you do not want to be disturbed. Or it's time for WrestleMania. Come on in. Ah, if you see it rocking, don't come and knocking. I've got... Oh, wow. Look at this. WrestleMania Hollywood. It's a cardboard clipboard. Clacker. March 28th, 2021. WrestleMania action. Oh, James, you're going to have to use that every time we start the podcast. (laughs) All right. Rumbling about. Oh, this one feels nice. <gasps> oh my god! What is it? WrestleMania bow tie! Oh my god, wear it! <laughs> you it's got to wear on. it! I, I knew it was the right time to wear my dicky bow shirt tie. Dicky shirt. Yeah. Will it fit on or will it choke you to death? Or shall we find out on the podcast together? That'll fit round your neck, come on. Oh my god, that looks awesome! Wow, that fits. Oh, <laughs> it's a bit tight. What else have we got? Good. Right, I'm in mine now. <gasps> oh my god. It's the Miz Shutter Shades. Come on, come on now. Because I'm the Miz. And I'm. Can't open this to save my life. Oh my god, your face has gone purple with that bow tie. Is it upside down? Is it the Miz bow? <laughs> no, no, it's WA. It looks like you. I was about to say it looks cool, but probably not. Uh, <laughs> nearly as cool as them shades. Yeah. Do they actually reach? Hey, yeah, just about. I'm going to have to take this off. Please, <laughs> take your bow tie off. Oh! Ooh. It is a poster. It's got Kevin Owens, Alexa Bliss, Oscar, Drew McIntyre, Braun Strowman, Biggie, uh, New Day, um, most of S.H.I.E.L.D. Wow, um, the back is awesome. It's got legends on it. Oh, wow. Wow, that is actually quite cool. That's actually a last poster. Right. I have got... What the flip is that? It's a WrestleMania wristband. Yeah, it is. Uh, and it's on my wrist now. Forever. Your hand's turning purple. <laughs> yeah. It's all right. I don't need circulation. I'm fine. Uh, and what you got? Oh, I've got a WrestleMania sticker. That's actually quite lush. That is quite cool, actually. WrestleMania. All right. But we're going to take it up a level because, obviously... It's yeah, so magazine gifts are just not enough. So we're going to play. What's in the bag? I've got a bag of toys that were bought for us for the uh, WNR podcast. So we're going to rattle in them and grab them out. Dan, would you be first to go into my bag and get one out? It is. It's a figure. It's either going to be Seth Rollins, Owens, Dakota Kai, Roderick Strong, or Sheamus. And who is it? I think it's going to be Roderick Strong. Oh, oh. it's Kevin Owens. <laughs> Kevin Stan Owens. Stan Owens, Stan. Ah, well, that's quite yeah. a cool little figure. And I got, in the same series, I've got Dakota Kai, yeah, Cap Kota, yeah. Go on, Dan, fiddle about in the box. Oh, that one, this is a big bag. I have got... <laughs> Sean Michaels, wow, that is cool, with interchangeable bottom half. Is Paul Ellering included? No, Paul Ellering is a part of it. Ah. So, Sean Michaels is the start of it. And another elite is WrestleMania China with Chucky Dole as well. Ah, I see. Part of the action there. What else we got in there? Is that the last thing in there? Oh, 
think so. Oh, it's a macho man. Randy Savage pop vinyl. Special edition. Special edition. And I'm just opening up another box that have just arrived as we speak. And inside, oh my word. China. China. It's a China pop to go with the China elite figure there. And also... James, that is the biggest box I've ever seen in my life. I have no idea what this is. Dan, I'm handing over a massive box... It might be kids' toys, I'm not sure. Uh, open it up, be very careful. Very careful with China. Something what we got? You've got a box of blue wrap <laughs> here! You've got loads of, like, bubble wrap. Oh! Wow, that's... Oh, what else is in there? What the... What the fuck is it? It looks like two boiled eggs. Oh my god! It's a Stone Cold Steve Austin and The Rock in a ring pop vinyl. That is actually awesome. <laughs> wow, that looks fucking brilliant. That actually looks really lush. <laughs> we will try and post these Twitter as well. <gasps> They've all come. So the China, Drew McIntyre pop and The Rock and Austin. Wow. Yeah, macho Man. Macho Man as well. Wow, what an anniversary. Wow. Thank you for all those gifts. They are brilliant. We will definitely enjoy them. Right, Dan. So we've had so much fun. So let's wrap up now. How's your experience been on the WNL podcast? What are you going to take? We've we've mended bridges today. You see, we've we've fixed them. We have, yeah. Opening another forbidden door and uh, me entering your forbidden door (laughs) and spending a, a very nice amount of time inside your warm, inviting environment. Well, I'm just glad, Dan, you're back in the fold now. I will say that. Um, This was uh, really fun. Uh, And like I said, the next time you'll be back will be next week for NXT UK. And then, I might say, end of the month for maybe some AEW Dynamite if you're up for it. Oh. Let's throw cat amongst pigeons there. We'll see what happens. Um, But, Dan, like I said... uh, you have enjoyed your experience on the WNR podcast. I'm sure you have. We have had fun. There's no doubt about it. Uh, and it's brilliant that to have you on, Dan. So I'd just like to say thank you again for everything that you've done. You're as much a part of the podcast now than you ever have been. So thank you very much. Well, James, again, you know, you kind of don't have as much credit as it's due. This has all kind of come from the little seed in your mind. And, you know, you've kind of progressed it. It was kind of you that come and shoved the laptop in front of us and said, look, you know, watching wrestling, why not talk about it? You know, you've kind of, even when I've been in a financially unstable place, you know, you said, look, come round, you know, I'll get the kebab in, you know, I'll do this for you. And I, you know, I appreciate everything that you do for me. It's not just as a podcast partner, friend, you know, you're actually a friend in real life as well. well, I really appreciate it, Dan. And thank you very much for joining us on the anniversary show. And I'll see you next week. Did I read that bit right? Yeah, you did perfectly, yeah. Uh, The next person to join me, first joined on the WNR 307 AEW All Out. It's now time for the ultimate one. So how you doing, man? Like I say, thank you very much for joining us on the anniversary show. You all well, yeah? Yes, I am, sir. You know, relaxing here in New York City, you know, um, you know, not, you know, waiting for everything to open up. You know how that is. You know, I know you guys are still on lockdown. So. We are on still a lockdown, but right now, like I said, you're joining us May 4th, uh, 2021, and it's the Dubbing Up Podcast's seventh 
year anniversary the Dubliner podcast been it for seven years of course you've been along us with this journey now for i think nearly a year now definitely over six months for the aew show yeah yeah uh, so like, it's been six months yeah i think so it has been it has been so like i said elton one joining us here for the anniversary show and i've got four for you sir if you don't mind the first one was where were you may 4th 2015 because that was the very first episode of the wnr podcast it, it, you know may 4th 2015 uh i had not started my podcast um that was even in my mind back then but i was following up on i was real i got real into new japan pro wrestling uh, even though I was following it, but I had stopped for many years, uh, and I was getting really into the Bullet Club stuff, the Ring of Honor working relationship with New Japan. Um, I did watch a little bit of WWE stuff. Um, back then, I probably didn't follow a lot of podcasters. Back then, I think I was following Cole Cabana. So the whole CM Punk thing was real big back then. So, you know, that I mean, I still was real into wrestling. I mean, I've been into wrestling since I was five, but I'm going to be 51. Uh, this month, so um, so you know that that's where I was at. You know, I'm still enjoying wrestling. You know, and um, you know, and, and and having fun. You know, enjoying. It. Well, this is this is a thing because obviously we've had you on uh, and you know it's, it's been fun talking about wrestling but kind of get to know uh, you know uh, each other a little bit better or get to know you just for the list of themselves. So mm-hmm. obviously you've been a wrestling fan, like you said. What forty-five years now? 40, what kind yeah. of drew you into? Uh, what kind of drew you into professional wrestling when you were a, a young kid, so to speak? What was your first? Well, well I know uh, my parents used to watch uh, back then was WWF, and they were real into Bruno San Martino. And in those days, they used to give wrestling at five o'clock on Sundays. And my mom would put it. I would watch it. I remember the Larry Sabisco, Bruno San Martino, Tony Guerrero. And then once I got into into that, then I got about, i say about six years later, then I started watching Florida Championship Wrestling. They used to do it on Mondays, almost like 11 o'clock at night. I followed the Dusty Rhodes, the, the Jerry Grams, and, and, you know, and then I got real, real into it back when I, like, I was 13 and 83, started collecting wrestling magazine, and I started noticing that there was more and more than NWA and WWF back then. It was the AWA world class, so I, I've been following wrestling for so long that now you know I got real hooked in my teenage years. I follow every every um, every promotion you can imagine in the United States, even Puerto Rico. Uh, and then when I got into New Japan, in those days you had Big Bad Vader, Great Muda, uh, uh, Chono, I mean Ricky Shosu, or I can I can name a bunch of people. I got real real into it, so. You know, my, the love for it, I mean, since I was young, I mean, I always loved watching wrestling. I mean, even the Chavo Guerrero Sr. I used to watch. Uh, I remember they used to get that on Wednesdays uh, on the Spanish channel here in the United States. So, you know, I just love wrestling, man. And it's just something that I enjoy. It's just like my hobby. I love talking about it. I love, love the history of it. So, you know, I, I just I just love it, man. Yeah, I mean, like I said, it's exactly the same uh, for me as well. You know, like I said, with podcasts 2015, you know, maybe hadn't uh, been as popular as they kind of are now, so to speak. But I was listening to a few of them and thinking, 
Uh, I've been watching wrestling quite a while, actually. I, I, I kind of, I think I know what I'm talking about. I've got an opinion. I wouldn't mind kind of getting it across. And when you start it, I mean, you know, you think to yourself, oh, how long is it going to last? I mean, I wouldn't have known back then it would have lasted for fucking <laughs> that, that amount of yeah. time. Yeah, when did I, you... I, I, I... Okay. Go, 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 no, go. I'm about to say, like, when did you feel with your, when did you start thinking, oh, maybe I should do a podcast, or was it a case of technology as opposed to, I mean, because with all the years of experience, you you could have, you know, saying 10, 15 years ago, so to speak, you know? Yeah, and you're right, and you know, it's funny that I think about that because I, 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 when I started, I decided to do a podcast it was back in, it's gonna, this gonna be my May thirty first makes my two year anniversary that I've done the Chokeslam Wrestling Report podcast. And I started off in YouTube before I started the audio. So it was one day I just decided, look, you know, I'm, you know, I'm at this age. I would like to start my own business. I would like to start something that I enjoy. And I'm like, you know, I find myself every single day uh, in the dirt sheets, looking for information, finding out what the latest trend, what's going on with the wrestling business, what's going on with such stuff, somebody WWE, blah, blah, blah. So one day I said, you know what? Then by then, podcasts, you know, you got all these wrestling podcasts out there. And I was like, you know what? You know, I'm passionate about wrestling, pro wrestling. Why not do a podcast? I know it's not easy because you got 20,000 other people out there doing podcasts and claiming they're the greatest, they're the best in the, in the wrestling community, whatever. And I said, you know what? I know what, if I start a podcast, I know what I'm talking about because I've been in so many errors. You know, like, again, I'm going to be 51. And... I've been in so many areas. I've been in the Bruno San Martino eras, the Superstar Billy Graham, Dusty Rhodes. Then I remember the the Four Horsemen era, the Ric Flairs and all that stuff. The NWO, the DX, uh, the the Attitude era. I've been through all those eras that I know if I sit down and talk about it with someone who is knowledgeable about the wrestling business, we're going to have a great conversation. This is why I love coming to your show because, you know, you may not have the same experience I have as many years, but you know what you're talking about, you know? And I like having conversations like that, and I like delivering, you know, stuff to the wrestling fans. Whether they like me or not, it may not be a popular opinion, whatever I think about a certain master, a person, a certain wrestler, whatever, but I, I love doing what I, uh, um, I love doing that stuff in the podcast. So, you know, and, you know, you're gonna win, you're gonna win fanfare, and you may lose some, because not everybody's gonna agree with you, but, I, I just, like I said, I like doing it, and, and May 31st will be my two-year anniversary, and, you know, and I'm, I'm having fun. I can't complain about it, you know? Yeah, in fact, that, like I said, when we we started May 4th, like I said, 2015, doing that, and it was just three guys kind of just talking about wrestling uh, mm-hmm. on the laptop. The audio equipment was awful. You know, you could hardly hear us, but we, we watched our first event, and the thing is, we started off as a WWE Network Review. That's what the WNR stands for, yeah. and there was a couple of moments. I mean, first off, like, thanks to the listeners. The, the people what are listening, uh, you know, have, have been consistent for so long, uh, and I'd just like to thank everybody that's ever, you know, been listening to the show to week in week out so to speak um one of the most important things we had was the wwe because you know when you're doing a podcast and i think for the wr podcast we hit about five thousand people a week you know uh, mm-hmm. with the listeners and stuff like this mm-hmm. uh, but we weren't sure what kind of impact we were having up until wwe tried to shut us down a couple of years ago um mm-hmm. because of the, the popularity and because of them wanting to get into podcast and it kind of made us think what do we do 
and that opened up impact that opened up new japan that opened up AEW, that opened up all these other kind of you know uh, avenues so to speak that was really important uh, and another thing as well was of course the um had the co-host with dan and then moving on to like i said to yourself and the first time we're doing it and wondering what it's going to be like kind of back and forth but you've you've settled as kind of part of the wnr team now so to speak and it's kind of crazy that two kind of individuals who are kind of might not have anything in common apart from a love of professional wrestling, you know? Right, but you see, this this is the thing. This is why I um, I just don't do WWE because a lot of these podcasters today they rely a lot on WWE, and you know, and there's nothing wrong with that because you know WWE they, they find ways they can always do the retro, the the, the watch along stuff and all that, you know. And a lot of a lot of podcasters do that. I feel that. You know why talk about WWE when there's other other promotions out there that could be exposed. You know what I'm saying? That's why I'm I was happy when AEW came into the scene. I mean, and, and I came in on the podcast a scene just right like what, five months before AEW opened the, the the Wednesday nights stuff. So it was perfect. And by already by then, by when I started in um, on May 31st, 2019, I was already covering New Japan. I was covering Ring of Honor. Uh, maybe a little bit of WWE here, but I will go and get the big stories, you know. And but this is this is the thing when you have a podcast and you're able to, you know, mix it up with different stuff. And then it's hard to find somebody who is. Uh, and like you said, we're already a team. We do this. We've been doing this for, since August, I think, or probably longer. And we're a team now because you know you got your podcast, I got mine. But I come in and I enjoy having conversations with you because we're both love we're passionate about the wrestling business and we can have a conversation without you know getting crazy and oh you don't know what you're talking about you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah agree to disagree because you got your you got your stuff as far as how you love your wrestling i got my way i see things different but it's it's at the end of the day people enjoy our conversation uh, and, and this is what we, we you know, uh, that's why part of your part of the anniversary show. And this is, you know, why we've been doing this for so long as well. Uh, but we have still got a couple of questions. Um, of course, the podcast has been starting since 2015. Off the, I don't know if it's top of your head or if you know, what would be your favourite match since 2015? If you could just say this one match is been my pick since, you know, for the past kind of six, what would you go when even when I say that to you? What are the first t- couple of matches that come to the top of your head? Yeah, and, and I'm I, I'm laughing over here because I already know the match that I that in my head that I say to this day I haven't seen no one top, and that's the Kenny Omega versus Okada, Dominion 2018. Uh, that match was an hour and six minutes. Now, mind you, I've seen a lot of great matches since then, since 2015 to now. Um, but even the uh, Nakamura with AJ Styles, which was like 35 minutes, but nothing beats to me uh, that I've seen ne- not, that does not beat is the Dominion match between Kenny Omega versus uh, Okada for the IWGP belt. That was an hour six minutes, and I enjoyed every single minute. I could, I could sit down. You would put that match every day for me, and I watch it. That's how good it was. <laughs> and, and it's not that, because, uh, yeah. it's not, it's not because I'm a Kenny Omega fan, whatever, but I like good quality matches, and if you could put a show like that, an hour and six minutes, two out of three fours, and and, and you could put that type of, of, of show, I mean, I, I don't think there's any match right now 
that uh, ranks number one in my view as far as the best match in 2015. Yeah, excellent, excellent choice. Um, also, we had the Forbidden Door opening up for WWE and AEW when Chris went on Stone Cold Steve Austin podcast. Uh, we thought it maybe changed the world. Did you watch it? And what were your thoughts on Jericho being on the Stone Cold podcast? Well, uh, first of all, I, I haven't I watched bits and clips of it. You know, this is just my opinion, and maybe other people may think I'm crazy. But the Jericho and Austin stuff, I think. I don't really think it had to do anything with the forbidden door. I mean, a lot of people will think it's a forbidden door because we know WWE is not going to work with AEW ever. It's, it was more to me, the way I look at it, it was more to me of Chris Jericho saying, look, yeah, I'll go to your show and then we'll talk about AEW, but my contract is up in 2022, so I want to make sure I can come back and get into the Hall of Fame. That's what that's what it comes down to, to it, the way I see it, you know? Um, uh, even though it was Austin's idea, because of the tweets back and forth with him and Jericho, and you know, and McMahon okayed it, but why would McMahon not okay it? You know what I'm saying? If he doesn't okay it, then it makes him look like this promoter who's you know, uh, is sour or whatever. McMahon knows that Jericho wants to be in the Hall of Fame, so that's the way I look at it as far as that, um, with him, you know, dealing with uh, Austin. Um, because, like I said, his contract is up in 2022 with AEW. After that, the guy's going to be, what, 50-51? His career is almost over. Why not go back to WWE where, you know, where your career was really, really made and you made, you know, you was uh, influenced by, you was part of the Money in the Bank, the first guy who came up with that concept, the list. You know, we could go all day about it, but that that's the way I look at it. I look at it as Jericho saying, look, I'm going to come to your show. I'm going to talk about the AEW, but at the same time, just letting you know that when my contract gets up, I'm going to go back to WWE and I hope you put me in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> well, there we go. And, and that's exactly what we wanted. And the thing is about it, you know, and the thing I especially like about having you on the show is our opinions don't always matter. Mm-hmm. and when you you've got that difference and you can discuss it and that's what is the world is the world is people with slightly different opinions and getting on you know to, to see the kind of bigger picture overall uh, and final question probably the most important one i'm going to ask you how have you found your experience on the WNR being on since august september time listen i i, I can never tell you no they put it out and, and because I enjoy every minute of it. Not only that, but you know, it's, it's in the UK. I, like I enjoy talking to you about it. We have fun. We got different opinions about certain stuff, and you know, it, it, we don't try to, you know, uh, out, you know, outdo each other. It's just two guys who love the business, who loves professional wrestling. You're an Impact fan, AEW fan. I'm a fan of pretty much everything, probably except WWE right now. Um, you know, what I'm saying. And, and I enjoy it. I enjoy it because you know I'm able to give my, I'm able to give my opinions, and my and what I see. And you giving you know you give me your opinion, and you know and I, and I like you know I like uh like you know talking about wrestling. You know uh, it's, it's it's a good thing. You know and um, not only that I get to get hurt in UK. You know and and you know exposure for my brand, and you know and and I love it, man. I love being in your show. You know, um so. You know, never hesitate to hit me up and say, hey, can you do a show? Uh, you know, the, the, now, with, you know, when me coming, starting again, uh, with everything opening up here in New York, the, may be, the schedule may be different now. 
you know, because I go back to work, whatever. Uh, so, you know, but, you know, if you ask me, let's do a podcast. If I'm available Saturday or Sunday or even on Friday night, you know, um, I'm down. Man, I'm down, man. I, I love doing this stuff with you, man, because it's just fun. That's it. It's all well and good helping you know, I'll help a podcast out or I'll help this person out. But it's when you find someone, like I said, that you can have um, a proper chat to. It feels like it's weirdly enough that even though we've never met, it feels like I know you in a weird way. Yeah, because yeah. it's of like, you know, there's certain things when it comes to wrestling and you, you can hear from your experience and the kind of knowledge that you've got as well. And your opinion, you're not scared to upset a few people. You're not doing it just for a case of kind of like oh it will get higher listeners or whatever it is it's what you feel and what you think and when there's i think especially you and i together on a AEW and impact shows that we do together i think that definitely comes across and uh, it's been one of the best things to actually have you on the show and, and long may it continue where you know like i said our schedules are really busy but if we we can get together we will definitely me do it you know yeah it's, it's like even even i don't know if you listen to my shows uh when i mention your name especially when i talk about impact because <laughs> I, I know you love your impact but i do mention you because i think in in the last six seven months um i have enjoyed doing the podcast with you and i feel like yeah we haven't met in person uh but i felt i feel like we already established a friendship that i know that you know, I mean, I got to tell you, I would love to have you on my show uh, so we could just, you know, kick it and talk about all types of stuff. I don't care why. Uh, so, you know, but I like going to your show because, like I said, it's, it's, it's I'm not, you know, you're, you don't, let me put it this way, you don't limit me of telling me, oh, don't, don't say that because just, you know what I'm saying? You allow me to speak freely, you know what I'm saying? And I enjoy doing it. And we, again, we may agree to disagree. But we enjoy ourselves talking about it because this is the way podcasts should be. You know what I'm saying? If you got if you got another podcast and he's a let's for example a, a WWE fan and, and you know he only sees you your WWE you know sees things this way, it's not for him to be like oh you don't know what you're talking about. You know what I'm saying? Good good discussion, great conversation makes a podcast even better, especially when you you're trying to. Um, uh, collaborate together, you know, say, and, 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 and um, expand your brand, you know. So, like I said, do you know, anytime, anytime you need me to come to your show, you come to the show. I gotta make time to put you in my show because I, I want to put you on my on my chokeslam wrestling report sooner or later. Well, that's what I say. It's it's always a pleasure having you on, and I just like to thank you again for joining us for this anniversary. Because yeah, we started in 2015, but you're as part of the show in 2021 as anybody else is. So you have to be on, you know. Yeah, thank you very much. I appreciate it. Uh, and like I say, uh, I want to give thanks to your fans, to the people who listen to you in the UK. And um, again, I'm trying to get my brand out there in UK. I got my stuff out there, in my YouTube channel, on the Power TV Four. Uh, I, I think we're probably dealing with Fight TV also uh, with my YouTube channel. So that, you know, I, I got a little stuff going on. Um, I'm also part of the Jonas Podcast Network. I'm sure you guys uh, from the UK have heard of it, the WrestlingJoners.com. Uh, they got like, oh my God, like 21 podcasts of wrestling in that network. So I'm part of that. But, you know, like I say, I, I, I love doing this with you because I feel comfortable. Um, and like I said, I can never say no to you unless it's something is crazy that I can't make it. Uh, but you know, I'm always here whenever you need me, brother. 
no problems i really appreciate it and again thank you for joining us uh, today and always you know and um can't wait for aw blood and guts to have a little bit more fun yes yes definitely um blood and guts and that's something i hope i'm I mean, you know what it's funny that you mentioned that i'm wondering are they going to put double cage or are they going to just put one cage i think it's double cages but I, how are they, uh, they, they going to fit that in the daily place this is what i'm thinking as well how they're going to do it might turn it the other way around it's 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 really really interesting and like i said interesting times in all the professional wrestling whether it be WWE, impact aew new japan there's something out there for everyone as well isn't there you know yeah they're now they're, they're wrestling is coming back if you think about it i think almost almost every promotion is back i mean the only one that i still see that still struggling a little bit is nwa and whatnot so uh but the nwa they got a pay-per-view coming up june 6th June sixth, yeah, June sixth. So that that's gonna be entertaining. So wrestling is kind of is back in a lot of uh, in the United States. Um, so it's just a matter of time before you know you start probably uh, uh, reviewing all the stuff or whatnot. I don't review NWA because I I don't get chance to watch. That they want they charge you now on Fight TV if you want to watch NWA. No more YouTube. So you know, uh, but I try to catch up on stuff like that. You know, and, and like I said, you know, I enjoy. I enjoyed doing the podcast, man, and, and you know, and happy anniversary, brother. Oh, thank you very much, mate. Really, really appreciate it. And again, like I said, thank you for joining us. And uh, like I said, much love from uh, the UK, all right? All right. Thank you very much from New York City, buddy. Well, that was brilliant there by the ultimate one. But I tell you something, it's a damn shame, a real damn shame that this anniversary show hasn't got Monty on the show. It's a damn shame. Hello. Uh, I'm right here, James. Oh, Monty! Oh up? my word! <laughs> yeah, just like that, magic. Um, where did uh, you Where did you come from? Well, where I usually come from, uh, right in the southern part of the United States, <laughs> Louisiana <laughs> to be exact. <laughs> but uh, I'm here now, and you know what's up? Oh my God! Thank God I didn't carry that. Yeah, thank God I didn't carry on what I was going to say afterwards. I mean, whoa. That was... <laughs> <laughs> okay, I probably should have waited that out. <laughs> well, like I said, the one and only uh, Monty, the first podcast you were actually on the show was the Dublin Art 311, NXT TakeOver 31. How long ago does it seem? It seems to be doing this forever, doesn't it, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, that, that's, that's forever ago, right? That is just... An entire century feels like it has passed since then, and uh, that's crazy. I'm 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 still relatively new to the family, but at the same time, I don't feel new. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what we can say. We're going to get into a a few more details and and kind of you know get uh, the listener to get to know you and even myself a little bit better, so to speak. Uh, but the okay. first question is because where were you May fourth, twenty fifteen? Okay, so uh, May fourth, twenty fifteen. I was nineteen, so in my second semester of undergrad. So uh, it was May, so I was most likely, you know, shit faced or doing something with the devil's lettuce, uh, as I've heard people call it, in uh, <laughs> in celebration of survival of another term. That's literally the words, the only thing I can think of that could have been going on that year at that time for me. So, yeah, I was a stupid college kid, you know, just trying to survive. (laughs) (laughs) Well, at that time, it was me with two other guys 
in a room next to a laptop trying to be funny about professional wrestling because that was the very first time may 4th 2015 that we did an episode of the WNR podcast um which again a lot has changed in that meantime um so you say 2015 during that time well were you watching wrestling uh what were you kind of into at that point and even so you know gone I've been into wrestling since I was very, very young. Um, I don't know exactly how old I was, but I do remember uh, seeing Kane entrance at a very young age at a house show, I believe. And he scared the hell out of me. So I'm young enough to be that kid. Uh, So, so, uh, you know, I've been watching wrestling that long. So I was into wrestling even then, you know. I vividly remember SummerSlam 2015, I believe it was. Uh, I think that was that year, uh, or it was either the year before that. Either way it goes, I vividly remember being in my dorm room watching John Cena get absolutely destroyed <laughs> against Brock Lesnar. So I definitely was still in the wrestling big at that time. What was it, like I said, your earliest memory, what was it like you saw at a point and thought, do you know what, that wrestling's for me, that's what I love. You know, when did you become, sort of, not a diehard mm-hmm. fan, so to speak, when did you think, do you know what, this is what I want to, you know, <laughs> watch <laughs> oh god man uh probably the first time uh it was either the first time i seen stone cold steve austin celebrate you know uh whooping a lot of ass so like uh the beer celebration like i just i was in love like you you watch someone beat up everyone beat up the entire locker room and then he just drinks beer over over everyone or he comes to the ring with the beer truck i remember vivid like different little moments in my life that made me realize, okay, this stuff is absolutely insane, but it's my type of insane. Like, that's what I want to watch. You know, uh, I, I was, in, I was into wrestling more than like that. Your average cartoon at an age that you probably shouldn't have been watching wrestling. <laughs> Looking back. Cause, uh, but- you know, like I said, I was young in like 2000. So the Rock. Were you uh, my <laughs> first time seeing The Rock? I fell in love. Like, come on, man, it's The Rock. Like, I don't even remember what he was doing. It's just everything about The Rock was for me. So it was just hilarious. Well, I, t- yeah. I remember being. I remember you know you growing up in the attitude era, and kind of everybody was a wrestler at that point. You know, everybody exactly. kind of Everyone. you know like a rumble. Mate, everybody knew, and it was kind of to know more about it than anybody else did. Was like I kind of became like the cool one because they were like, oh, you know which one the Hardy Boys are. You know, and you know which one, you know, that kind of thing. Right. When when did you realise that you were the kind of the wrestling friend out of your group? <laughs> you thought, oh, I've kept this longer hmm. than they have, you know? <laughs> oh, yes. Well, you know what? It was well, at, like you said, I think it's, it has to be after the Attitude Era because at, at the time, everyone knew everything or at least thought they knew everything. Uh I was one of those guys who, like, every video game cycle, they when they when WWE put out a game, all the way from, like, WrestleMania 2000 on the Nintendo to, like, the Here Comes the Pains and all of those great games that everyone probably has plenty of, SmackDown versus Raw, to all those memories, that kept me into it. I found out that I was the person who was way into wrestling too much when, like you said, it was, like, right around the, that some of those drier periods of wrestling, and I'm still watching. Like uh, I remember when I don't know if you got anybody remembers this terrible angle, but it was the night I questioned should I ever watch this again, and that was the Katie Vick night with Triple A. <laughs> and like I'm a little older then by then, by 2002. So 
you know, I, I'm starting to, un- and it was just all, I remember at the time, not fully understanding everything, but just knowing this is nasty. <laughs> but he's a figure, the whole and point is they, that he, it was horrible. Oh, you don't want to be embarrassed by it. You don't yes, want to be embarrassed. And then, and then exactly. like, your, 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 your mum or your, one of your friends walks in, what's Triple H doing in that casket? <laughs> <laughs> well, is that Kane? You got no um. This is entertainment. <laughs> yeah, like how do you explain it? And then that, and exactly, those are always the things you have to explain. And then, like you said, you grow up and people, you know, make all, um people find out it's predetermined. I know a lot of people went away then once we got around the age when people found that fact out. Ooh, wow, it's predetermined. I can't believe you guys didn't well, figure I- that out. But anyway, uh. Uh, I was the guy who even through all of that, I'm like, yeah, I still love it. And that's when I realized, okay, I actually really love this stuff because a lot of people found that out and just was uh, in, in my age group at the time where I come from. They found that out and they were starting to question why are you still watch it? You know? Yeah, and, 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 uh, that's when you realize you're not a casual when you start battling those people who come to tell, ask you crazy stuff like they don't watch anything for entertainment purposes, you know, some of these guys love, you know, Star Wars or, you know, Avengers, like the Avengers, but cannot imagine why I can enjoy pro wrestling, you know, it's, it's insane to me. Well, this is the thing, and, and like the figures that you have, or that I have as well, I've gone from, like, figures or toys that you play with to collectibles. Right. And there's a certain age, you know, where <laughs> people go, why have you got so many toys? And they go, don't you mean why have I got so many collectible items (laughs) (laughs) exactly though that's my point or like with merch like sometimes i just wear merch everywhere and i don't realize that i'm that guy who's just walking around (laughs) in other people's (laughs) merch with with phrases that people are reading and trying to understand i remember i was like i'm not i'm like one of the only bo dallas marks in the world probably (laughs) so i'm walking around with bo leaves on and having to explain it to everybody and i'm giving people thumbs up like a weirdo in the store, but that's just how much I, I like wrestling. Like, when I'm into it, I can do any of the... I love the goofy stuff, too. So, yeah, you know, it, it is what it is. You know, like you said, the, the ups and downs of being a, a lifelong fan of this stuff. <laughs> but without a doubt, you know, I remember getting into an argument with an old woman um, at a wedding because she had the tenacity to say that wrestling was fake. Like, I wanted to punch her in the face because I was trying to explain, like... <laughs> Well, it's exactly like you watch Emmerdale, do you? You watch fucking right. Emmerdale, you know. But at the time, like when you're 12 or 13 years old, and you're trying to fight. For some reason, you feel like you have to fight the corner of wrestling as well, you know. Uh, exactly, it's insane. Like you feel like you're like a, uh, you're just like a defender. I'm defending my little <laughs> precious, precious little uh, guilty pleasure. It's the same way people are about, uh, I think anime, you know, and ja- like the Japanese cartoons. Like I, I, I enjoy a couple of them, but. I know people who are really like trying to defend having pictures of those anime girls in their on their wall and all that type of stuff. So it's the same type of thing. And I've seen pro wrestling fans and anime fans go at it. It's hilarious how it works well, out. Honestly, I was about to say to you, one of my uh, I say people from work brought in one with animation about an octopus, and at that point, I thought that is just not that's too far for me. <laughs> uh, we won't. <laughs> 
I get it. <laughs> of course. It's a line. It's a yeah. fine line. I get it. <laughs> Each to their own. Um, we talk about wrestling games quickly because obviously, you know, a lot of wrestling games on the WNL podcast, of course, a lot of changes over the past few years. And we were lucky enough last year to have a guy who actually knew about, I say computing, because obviously I don't know that much, right. uh, and managed to set up the PlayStation uh, to play Here Comes the Pain and then 64 for No Mercy as well. Now, by the sounds of it, you, you're obviously into wrestling games. What was your favourite wrestling game either out of the two of them or overall as well that like you just constantly played, you know, as a kid? Because, you know, there's some of them that just so pick up. I think the early Smackdowns as well are, are really yes. underrated. You know? Definitely. Smackdown, uh, Smackdown 2 was the, uh, was the beginning, I think, for me. Uh, but I didn't, I don't, I think SmackDown Shut Your Mouth, uh, SmackDown Just Bring It, I think of those are the corny names they used to have. Uh, of course, here comes the pain, one of the most, one of the best games ever. I used to play that game. It didn't have a, it's crazy, you know, we, a lot of games now, you, you want like commentary, you want this, you want that. That game only had like a music track on it, no commentary, and it was some of the funnest stuff ever like one of the best rosters ever like you just had an unlimited fun with your campaign uh i grew up on wrestlemania 2000 though i i got robbed of actually getting a chance to enjoy no mercy like i understand i've heard of the hype i understand i think it's one of the i've heard that it's one of the greatest campaigns of all time i wish i would have had a chance to play that i've played pretty much everything like to like the gamecube day of reckoning games uh, I, I, I didn't really get into, like, I haven't really gotten into some of the older school games, but I, I played virtual pro wrestling. Like, I, I, yeah, I, I was blessed, man. I got, a good, I got a chance to play a lot of things growing up. And that's, like I said, that kept me into wrestling. Like, even keeping up with the, uh, the WW2K series or just uh, before the, that, and they just called it, like, WW12. That's another one of my favorites. I used to love to roll to WrestleMania, a little storyline. So yeah, I I'm heavy into those into the wrestling games. Not the not the most recent one they put out. Uh, that was that was a, uh, a bad experience, but <laughs> uh, to say the least. Uh, but you know, uh, they have a great history. That's the reason why I believe it's so much hype uh, after at WrestleMania. Uh, you've seen a lot of hype for the video game trailer, even though they didn't show much. Uh, a lot of people were very excited about that. Uh, for for the series yeah. to kind of come back to life, so wrestling games are part of uh, the culture. I think it's, it has this nice little pocket of people who every year we're looking for something, a roster update or something. So yeah, this is the, this is the thing, and even I remember back in the day getting a multi tap out, you know, uh, and and plugging in the controllers and having a Royal Rumble with with my friends and saying yeah. to them. And getting one of them and saying, right, we're going to team up until the very end, right? Let's get all of them out. <laughs> and then when you finally get down to the final three and he's busy eliminating him, you get rid of him, piss exactly. him off so he couldn't get back in oh, get I your elimination. You win the Rumble. You I know, like... everyone. Never go into a Raw Rumble with me. I'm turning on you. It may be even quicker. than I, I, I used to love saying, let's go to the final two. I wouldn't even wait until, like, the ring is full. Just, <laughs> I just catch you slipping. <laughs> but you can't let him get back into the match. Cause otherwise, that's fair, though. Know, I understand that. You get another you know. chance. Yeah, exactly. But I'm I'm real, you know, like you said, I, I'm a backstabber. Pro at the, in the Raw Rumble. Uh, yeah, man, I love it, though. Like Even, like you said, over the years, I think the thing me and my friends do is we get in the Elimination Chamber and just go crazy on Here Comes the Pain. You know what I mean? Everyone had loved Brock Lesnar. They had him like literally flipping people with clothes lines. It was it was insane. It was insanity. All the options you had 
back in the day too, man. It was, yeah, man. Those were those were the days. Those were the days. <laughs> I tell you what, you you've just given me a I don't usually get ideas straight away, but we should do at some point, whenever it is, like mm-hmm. a WNR a WNR Royal Rumble, and get everybody that does the show in the Rumble have commentate on it and just go to fucking war. You know? <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> that sounds like a lot of fun, man. I have no problem with it. I'm telling you, just, you know, uh, don't be surprised if I prevail. That's all. I'm, I'm talking. <laughs> I, I'm well, talking ahead of time. <laughs> well, the thing is, I know Jaxi is a, a proper gamer, so I've not really got into details oh, okay, about it because it would be a bit like, you know, trying to talk about something I have no idea. Whereas like, I know how to press the X and the squares sometimes. <laughs> You're like you. I might be playing a bit. Oh, um, how do you play this again? And then, you know what I mean? Get on it like that. But mm-hmm. uh, get, get a head up. But like Gotta I said, play possum. Yeah, it's a strategy. Strategy, man. <laughs> Gotta have a strategy. About that? So it's a shame you can't do the Joey King more. Just go underneath the ring and just hide for a little bit. Where did James go? I didn't, I didn't see him there. Anyway, we yeah. talk about... Uh, games of course and early wrestling memories but what point did you say to yourself because i think there was a point in 2015 when i've been watching uh majority stuff uh professional wrestling wise and listening to a few podcasts and of course podcasts maybe wasn't as popular back then as they are now but i thought uh, i've got a voice and i want to be able to have my opinion be heard about wrestling when did you start to think to yourself and when did you even start uh with the podcast and start actually you know talk about professional wrestling I officially started in like uh in the end of twenty nineteen, so like right before twenty twenty. So yeah, uh it, my podcast officially started as like a I was gonna just talk about everything that I like to talk about. So that was like American football, uh, you know, uh basketball, you know, wrestling and I was gonna try to f- figure out a way to balance it all. The problem was, you know, once the pandemic happened, sports stopped. <laughs> <laughs> and I just like, okay, well, wrestling kept going. And so my podcast kind of shifted to where I was like, okay, well, I focus only on wrestling. It's still going on. And I've always kind of just wanted to do this. Like, I fell in love with wrestling podcasts before I fell in love with even the form of, like, just the podcasting format in general. Like, Stone Cold Steve Austin's podcast, like, Jericho's podcast, uh, JR. Uh, like, I listened to those religiously. Like of just like like I mentioned in undergrad, like in 2015, 2014, I was probably listening to those uh, podcasts the way we would do it back. I, I want to say back then because I feel old, but you know it wasn't that long ago. We still kind of do it similarly now. But anyway, uh, so yeah, I've always kind of enjoyed the format. And then I was like, you know, I, I ended up going to college in media, so I would do interviews and I would be able to learn things about doing things with audio anyway i always want to try to get into sports radio or wrestling uh right like just like kind of like what sam roberts get a chance to do on the radio yeah. like on series or something but uh even if that's not the case i always kind of just wanted to do that i've always been opinionated like in my friend group i have friends who enjoy wrestling and most out of all of my friends i probably was the only one who had like some <laughs> who wanted to have a lot of deeper things done, whether it has something to do with backstage stuff or whether it has something to do with booking. A lot of them, a lot of my friends, they enjoy wrestling, you know, for what it is, but they don't necessarily, you know, they're not as invested in it as I may be. (laughs) You know, I I guess that's the way I can look at it. But either way it goes, uh, I've always had these opinions. Like, I used to do this 
what I'm doing with you now, I used to do this at my high school lunch table with my friends, whether it was talking about sports, whether it was talking about wrestling, then whether it was talking about girls, you know, I just, I, this is what I've always been uh, good at this, especially, uh, you know, just doing it in this format. And, uh, but I've, I'm about to say sorry, but I was like, that's the trick though. And I think, um, with, with podcasting, especially that you found as well, it is more of a a conversation about yeah. just shooting the shit, so to speak, as opposed to it is exactly. kind of hitting targets and talking about certain things, you know? Right. Like you have a, a, a plan going in, but for the most part, like you said, you just, you just have a conversation, man. Just let, let your opinions be known. Listen, you know, crack a joke here and there, have a good time. And, you know, and that's, and I think wrestling is one of those subjects that that's perfect for. I've never, and that's another thing. Like I, as much as I love to criticize, talk wrestling, enjoy wrestling, it's still just wrestling to me. I'm not. It's something I would like to just have fun and talk about. We don't have to argue every time. It's not always. People have different philosophies, different thought processes about wrestling, and I get it. But I think we all can enjoy wrestling for what it is, and I think that's what my podcasting style is. I just want you to listen to somebody who's sitting back and enjoying the show, just like you are. But I got a couple opinions. Maybe you agree, maybe you don't agree, but, you know, just come give it a listen. So, yeah, that's kind of how it came up, if you see what I mean. <laughs> but the, the trick is, as well, is not to take yourself too seriously. And, and I think, exactly. um, you know, and we'll get on to the kind of experiences with each other, but I think the NXT one has more humour in it than most of the other shows that I do. Sure. Of course, the podcast has been starting since 2015. Off the, I don't know if it's top of your head or if you know, what would be your favorite match since 2015? So, uh, it's so many matches. It's This is so unfair. Like, I know I'm leaving out something great. You know what I mean? That's the thing. The first thing that all has popped in my head since hearing this question is Kenny Omega and Kazuchika Okada. I may be completely biased to that Wrestle Kingdom 11 match, but it's just... I, I really, really loved it. That match really gave me an a, a appreciation for not just pro wrestling, but just that style of pro wrestling. Like I, I was one of those guys who, even though I've enjoyed, I enjoyed matches before that in New Japan, and I still enjoy other matches. I was one of those guys who certain people, it had to be certain people for me to get excited. Watching that match has made me pay attention to the entire card differently. Uh, in New Japan, so like that match kind of changed the way I look at wrestling, especially uh, uh, you know New Japan's wrestling in particular. But uh, I do not, I cannot do this without mentioning anytime AJ Styles and John Cena has touched <laughs> all of those matches. I love, and of course Ciampa and Gargano and Takeover in New Orleans. And my last other one is uh, the best of Super Junior Final from 2019 between two guys who fought. You know, uh, I think this morning now, uh, for me, it would be this morning. But, yeah, Shingo Takage and uh, – not this morning. They fight tomorrow, tonight. Yeah, tonight. Sorry about that. Shingo Takage and Will Ospreay in 2019. Uh, you know, their 2019 Best of Super Juniors match, that very first match in New Japan, that match is as close to a perfect match as you get. I think those are, those are the type of matches I think of when you say since 2015 – that's the thing that come immediately come to mind. I know I'm forgetting other things. You know, Dajakovic and Keith Lee also. Some of those matches are something that come to mind. But yeah, I, it's, I'm sorry. I knew I know I was supposed to do one match, but I knew I was not. It was no way I was going to be able to just leave <laughs> one match. 
<clears throat> that is that's the most detail I've had in an answer, so that is really appreciated uh, <laughs> with that one. Um, I, I couldn't could do it. <laughs> We talk about uh, Japan, and of course we will be back in Japan at the end of the month where there's been a lot of developments. But I will tell you, I have been uh, watching the uh, watched the New Japan Cup. I watched um, Osprey's matches throughout the tournament. I will yeah. be watching his defence against uh, Shingo, is it, like I said, tomorrow. Shingo Takagi, yes, tonight. Yeah, tomorrow, and yeah. of course, the, the impact developments, and of course, AEW. Really looking forward to I've actually done my homework with that one, so I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, uh, having a look at that. But the Forbidden Door was open between AEW and the WWE because Chris Jericho appeared on the Stone Cold podcast. Um, what was your thoughts when you first heard the news of that? And what were your thoughts on the actual show itself? You know, I don't I don't see how you can watch that and not be surprised when that happened. Uh, it was just, uh, I couldn't believe it. I literally, I had to check everything. Like, I saw Jericho post it. Then I think WWE had posted it first or something. So I just... Like, I was just so surprised when I saw the announcement, but it was it was a nice announcement. I thought it was really really cool, you know. Uh, you know, uh, and the actual podcast that resulted from that announcement was was very great. You know, it was two legends, you know, sitting back and just you know shooting the shit on the stuff that they've done in the past. And you know, I was so surprised at how much AEW got referenced, you know. Uh, but Jericho didn't did not you know hide names or avoid saying them. He said Tony Khan, played, I think a couple of times. He definitely mentioned Sammy Guevara at, at one point. Uh, and uh, you know, just uh, it was cool, man. I thought it was a really cool move. I don't know. Uh, I think this is maybe a special case. Maybe for only guys like a Jericho could be able to pull this off. Because uh, I don't know if this means WWE will acknowledge or you know continue to do things with AEW. I don't know about that, but it is something that's still like something no one could have expected. And I thought it was uh, a strategic move by WWE too, in a sense, because it, it happened during the WrestleMania thing, and they're trying to launch Peacock with something. So you know, it, it does add it did add some traffic for Peacock. So I think that's another. Uh, plus for it. So I, I thought it was good business for everyone. A lot of the things that we want when we talk about this forbidden door being open, man, it, this can be great business for everyone, in WWE included. So I think uh, it was really, really cool stuff. And uh, I thought the podcast itself was, was very, very dope. A lot of this stuff I've heard before because I had the pleasure of reading Jericho's first book. But it's cool to, you know, hear him and Austin, you know, go in depth on certain things. And uh, I, I enjoyed it. I think it shows that Vince Man doesn't sweat AEW whatsoever, no matter what people are trying to say. Uh, and yeah. also, it proves that Jericho is keeping that relationship open because if anybody deserves a Hall of Fame spot, it is Chris Jericho. Yeah, of course, of course, easily, easily. And I think I don't think I don't think I think it'll be done. I think Jericho also can see an opportunity. I'm not saying AEW and WWE would ever work with each other because I don't think I don't think Vince would ever do that necessarily. But at the same time. You know, like you said, I don't think AEW is a bigger deal as the internet makes it seem like it is a big, like they make it seem like everything WWE does has something to do with AEW. We know that's just not the case. Uh, but at the same time, you know, I agree. I think it's cool that Jericho is smart enough to be like, you know, it's no point in trying to, you know, be like uh, bad blood between us type of enemies. Yes, it's a competition. They want to have the best ratings when they air and they're, they've been doing a good job at that, and I don't. I think this is great. I think maybe, hopefully, this can calm all the all the internet down. But you know, it's it's, re, it's the wrestling internet. 
you know, <laughs> we'll they'll find something else. You know what I mean? Unfortunately, we'll find something else to argue about. But yeah, I thought it was a great move. I thought it was a great move for both on both sides. I think without a doubt, and I think overall, like I said, it uh, it opens the door for future things as well. Uh, but finally, what we could talk about is your experience on the WNR podcast. Um, how have you found your time? Because obviously, you've been doing this now since September. <laughs> wow. how how's it how's it been basically <laughs> we got to may the following year so this is insane actually because like you make a great point that it's only it hasn't even been a year yet but man quarantine makes it feel like an eternity <laughs> oh my goodness everything feels like an eternity uh but anyway uh uh, my my experience has been awesome man uh you know i've in an entire an entirely new market you know i've never touched any soil outside of America. So it's so cool that I have people from around the world and, you know, from different countries speaking to me and, um, you know, and not only that and, you know, supporting what I do, uh, you know, by proxy, by, by you allowing me to be on this platform. And it's, it's cool, man. It's been a valuable experience, you know, for me podcasting and, you know, doing these fun shows, you know, has helped me find my voice in a way. You know, it's always so fun, man. I'm just appreciative. I'm appreciative of all of this, the opportunity and this platform. So, yeah, man, I, I love it. It's been cool. And I, I would like to continue to keep doing this, man. You know, uh, it's been fun every single time. And like I said, you added an entirely new element to watching NXT. <laughs> Well, I've got some bad news. The reason why you're you're on here today. No, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Hey. Now that's one way to do it. In front of everyone, man. You weren't even gonna stop the t- <laughs> <laughs> that's, like, that's harsh. That's right? Harsh, so man. harsh. What did I do? <laughs> you got me questioning my entire future. But this is the thing, and to have such a, a laugh and a joke with someone that you've never ever met, and to, right. like I said, through through uh, through this, barely speak to him, and actually considers like a friend now, which is which yes. is so good that the only kind of thing that you have in common is wrestling, and you build it from there. It just proves that anybody from anywhere can actually get along, you know. I agree, hundred percent, man. We are com- probably from two completely different worlds, basically, if you really want to think about like our environments, but. Like you said, you know, you find common ground on certain things and, you know, a bond can be started from anywhere, like between anyone. And it just shows you, like you said, not only a strength of just like how we can bond, but just the strength of pro wrestling also, you know, it just brings people together. It can bring us all together in so many different ways. So, yeah, it's cool. I was going to say, it it really, really is, you know, in the six years doing it, there's been loads and loads of changes, but... I'd just like to thank you for being a, a part of this. You're a bigger part of this, uh, much a part of it now as, as kind of the podcast <laughs> as ever has been as well, you know. So there's no doubt uh, doing the NXT and the Japanese shows. It's well, Especially NXT is something that I know we're definitely going to have a laugh. I think with the Japanese stuff is something that I'm going to learn from, you know. But uh, it's, right, it's, right. It's, it's just picking up pieces. But like I say, man, it has been brilliant, you know. And, and I don't think we don't. Yeah, you know, I really, really appreciate it, and I know how busy uh, you are. You know, like I said, with, with life as well, and to make time to come on here, it, it, it's 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 worthwhile in my in my eyes. You know, because for, for doing it this long and still be able to enjoy it, it's down to the people that I do it with. 
you know? Oh, yeah, I agree 100%. And I appreciate that, man. Uh, like I said, it's been, it's been a great experience. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm about to graduate from grad school right now. I'm right on pace to getting this done next month. So this has just been cool. You know, it's been really cool to use this as another form of venting and getting, you know, a lot of the frustrations or things I love about wrestling out. So, yeah, man, this has been, been, been awesome in so many ways. And six years and many more to go, hopefully, man. No, well, thank you very much. And I uh, appreciate you being a part of this. And there's going to be a lot more Monty on the WNR podcast coming up because <laughs> in a couple of weeks we have got NXT update. And then at the end of the month, we are going to have the lowdown. If it has happened in uh, Japan this past couple of months as well. But again, Monty, thank you for joining me. It's a very special show and I will see you in a couple of weeks, buddy. All right. All righty, man. Thank you. See you later. And it really wouldn't be an anniversary show without everybody. And of course, the next person uh, was first appearance was the WNR 310 was WWE Clash of Champions. And since then, along our side to watch everything WWE related and the uh, best to last. It's uh, Jaxie Scarlett. How are you doing, Jaxie? It's a pleasure to have you on on the anniversary show. Yay. Thank you for letting me be part of this. Um, it's amazing to come back again and to actually do something a little bit different. But it's it's crazy to think that we started at Clash of Champions. That seems so long ago. <laughs> It really does, you know, like I said, the the road to WrestleMania, you know, from the Rumble as well. Uh, And it's crazy, you know, it feels like we've been doing it, uh, well, for me, maybe a lot longer as well because of just... (laughs) (laughs) Happy anniversary to WNR podcast. Oh, thank you very much. And uh, like I said, the whole point of, of you being on, everybody being on today's show, basically, is trying to get little bit better as well and i'm also going to ask four questions if you don't mind and maybe a couple others as well and i'm excited to sort of answer those questions get to know more about yourself as well james uh, well perfect well this is the question i was gonna ask because of course it is the anniversary day of the WNR podcast but where were you may 4th 2015 either what you were doing you know personally and what you were watching you know uh, wrestling wise and all this kind of stuff uh, if you, you can't really remember exactly that I think that that is the beauty of um, the 21st century, just continuously adapting to sort of being able to look back on these sorts of memories, because all sorts of social media platforms will give you the access to view your timeline. And it was actually really funny because I got sort of a notification come through earlier this week um, reminding me that it was uh, kind of this week going into next week that I was on holiday in 2015 um, in Centre Parks with my family. So, yeah, oh, it was wow. a pretty fun memory to just kind of remember as well. Well, that's just brilliant, you know, because like I said, we, we know exactly where it was. I was sitting in a, a little room with my two friends with a laptop around us uh, trying to record. And honestly, anybody goes to listen to the first episode, it does sound terrible. This is such a more professional feel to it now uh, <laughs> than, it, than it kind of was well, back I then. I need to go and check your first podcast out. I need to go and um, uh, kind of compare. <laughs> Well, I, t- I tell you what I did last year as well, uh, because, of course, a lot of things changed on the podcast. And, of course, with your introduction, everything nice as well. Uh, but I went back and did the kind of edit to the first episode as well to try and do like a director's cut. It didn't really improve it, but it added kind of like 45 minutes of nonsense. So, so <laughs> Well, it'd be interesting to, to hear that, though. Oh, it was it was my posh accent and everything. I you know, I was like, hello, <laughs> welcome to the podcast. I just I just didn't know. <laughs> 
what I was kind of doing at that point. Um, so I wanted to cut a couple of branch off a couple of things with you. Um, first off, because you've talked about it before, and I've never want to mention, and I just, you know, want to talk about it. You, you talk about being a twin. Um, and it's not one of these things that I kind of stopped and gone, oh, my God. But what is it like being a twin? Because it must be, you know, uh, a, I don't want to say strange. Or is it just incredible? Is it great? You know, what is it actually like? I feel like... Um every twin's answer is going to be different but ultimately for in my situation I think being a twin is one of the best things about being me um I absolutely love it she's um my best friend um we we don't go more than you know a couple hours without speaking to one another if I'm truly honest um you know and it is just that greater sense of feeling of knowing that you're you're never alone ultimately um even when you are alone um like especially it's it's weird but with a twins bond mentally you never feel alone and I know a lot of people probably don't understand the meaning of that but I think that is that's what it's meant to be I think that's the beauty of being a twin or being lucky to have been born a twin is that you're blessed with the ability of mentally never feeling by yourself um and so yeah i i think it's the best feeling in the world to be honest hopefully we'll be able to get her on a podcast uh with us soon maybe it would be really fun to do one with her she's just kind of a, she's kind of the opposite to me but not the opposite to me if that makes sense well this is the thing and it's not like it's fact of like that would be fantastic to do but the whole point is the fact that you know you're on the show so i didn't know if it was a case of kind of you know what i mean it's about you as opposed to about anything else so to speak yeah well she's a huge fan of wrestling and she is a fan of our podcast that she does uh actually listen uh, listen in on our podcasts so i'm sure she'll actually appreciate the shout out hi gina oh, hi gina thank thank you for listening and like i said we can definitely sort something out we got on to when you started uh doing you know podding and and, and stuff like this in a minute but i just want to talk about your kind of first wrestling memory you know what what was the thing that kind of got you into wrestling where you saw for me it's kind of undertaker in 1992 against kamala i saw that as a a young lad you know you know four or five and yeah. with the kind of um theatrics everything it's kind of went away from wrestling a little bit and then the attitude era kind of pulled me back in and i've not really been away since what what, what was it that you saw that thought this is for me you know yeah i think um predominantly it, it a big um factor plays into this is my father um my father like has is uh he had four girls um so no boys um and he's a very sports person he teaches martial arts uh taekwondo um so he's always been sort of very sporty um and he used to be into wrestling as well i, I say he used to be he kind of still is but he doesn't keep up to date with it regularly um and i my fondest memory i think it was it must have been 1999 where I fully started getting into wrestling because my fondest memory that I really remember is my dad waking my twin and I up really early in the morning. I think it was on a Sunday and he told us that we weren't going into school the next day and brought us downstairs and he'd paid. This is when we had to pay for the pay-per-view on the channels and he'd paid for the WrestleMania. And I think it was the rock versus stone cold. Um, I, I think it was that one. Um, but yeah, that was my fondest memory at, at getting to stay up at that that time for the in the in the UK. Mm. It's not starting till about 12, 1 a.m. Um, so, you know, that was like the first time my dad ever had sort of like bend the rules a little bit and let us 
you know, not not go to school in the morning because of, we all watched WrestleMania together. And it was probably the one of the funnest memories I've got with my father, too. And, and I think that's, you know, that's, that's a lovely story. And, and I think British fans deserve a little bit more credit as well, especially when they're a little bit younger because of the times that the programmes on. I mean, back in my day, Raw wasn't on until Friday and then SmackDown was on at all if you were kind of lucky. But pay-per-views and to be able to stay up. I don't think American fans realise that it was show dedication, the amount of days missed from school and uh, late for work, late for work because of yeah, it. Yeah, you, know. you know, having cool parents that would let us do that. <laughs> this is the thing, and it, the interesting thing about wrestling is sometimes it's harder to to admit you're a wrestling fan to the the general public as it is to anything else. And yeah. uh, that's, I've always been quite glad, you know, my dad's, you know, uh, was showing wrestling when we were coming. My mum's always kind of not really sure, but never gone against it. But um, I think that that's an interesting thing where you go, I'm a wrestling fan. People go, well, don't you know it's fake or something like this? And you have to fight that at a young age as well, you know? Yeah, you do. You do. And do you know what? To be honest, I have to agree. My mum my really enjoyed wrestling when it was on the TV as well. It's not something that she would actually put on herself. But if it was put on by myself, my sister or my dad, She'd sit there and she'd watch it and she'd enjoy it. And I remember my younger sister really loved Chris Jericho. She was a huge Chris Jericho fan, especially back when he was sort of like Y2J era. She had like, um, she was very young and she had like a little teddy bear and she called him Jericho. And I remember that, uh, that teddy bear, like like anything. I wish um, I need to go back to my parents' house and see if I can try and find it. I'd love to take a picture of it and then tweet it on twitter to chris jericho and say um jericho i just wanted to meet your your uk teddy bear opposite <laughs> jericho. <laughs> well this is the thing i remember as a kid having the new kind of we figures i think they were like jacks and one of my friends had the old kind of uh, hasbro ones and we did a swap and at the time i thought it was a great deal and it probably is a great deal looking back on it now but at that point, my mum had just bought all these new wrestling figures and I'd swapped them out. And, yeah. she, she, she was, and went down to my friend's house. And I remember like a wild, wild west of the two mums facing each other. You know, <laughs> I mean, kind of a swap for wrestling figures. And, and they, I'm yeah. still friends. I'm still friends with him, you know, like I said, 20 yeah. years later. But the mum, the mum hasn't spoken to me in 20 years. <laughs> Yeah, we we don't we don't forget easily of those sorts of things, you know. I mean, just being a twin is a bit the same in terms of you know you're you're always, we've we've got all these action figures and it's you know waking up one day and, and thinking no actually I want the Rock and you can have Stone Cold or I want <laughs> and trying to actually swap and and make it the better deal. Honestly, that swap seats back as a kid got us in trouble. Um, but of course, this in our podcast, we talk about since 2015 we started and gone through uh, a lot of changes. And one of the reasons for podcasting for me personally was was listening to a lot of people and thinking, not that I knew better because everybody on Twitter and I've, I've worked this I put on Twitter, you can ask them a question. Every wrestling fan wants to seem deemed to be smart, which is not an issue. But it's a bit of a problem when you're trying to do a podcast and everybody thinks they know the answer, if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, I get you. Uh, but we started this as a point of, uh, because I think of a lot of wrestling fans, and I don't know if you agree or not, maybe say, well, this is what you should know before you know you start watching, or you should know at least this, or WrestleMania main events, or you know yeah. who was um, George Hack and Schmidt and you know Frank A. Gotch and all those lot back in the day. Oh, you, you should. But 
the the point of the Dublin podcast was to go right. This is a subject we're looking at. If you don't know anything about it, let's take your hand, you know, and let's kind of go through and we'll together talk about the product for anybody that's kind of smarter. We'll maybe know a couple of other things we're talking about. And for those that know nothing about it, can follow on and kind of go there from the start. Um, I, I think that was the kind of you know. from the best in terms of who you really should like in wrestling and who not to not being biased. But you should listen to me because I have the best views on that. <laughs> <laughs> but this is the and I've never had a problem with other people's views because this is the whole point. Like I know exactly. my my opinion is not going to be that. And that's why I kind of like having other people on as well, because the fact is that I can kind of not a straight man as such, but. I can put down what's happened and then they can give an opinion and get the shit for it, you know? Um, <laughs> I, I get you. <laughs> so that was my reasoning for pod- podcasting. I mean, what was your reasoning for kind of getting into it? When did you get into it and why? Ah, oh, so that that's quite interesting because um, I I didn't actually... Um, uh, if, if you'd have told me a few years ago that I was going to be podcasting about wrestling, I would have told you bullshit. <laughs> um, <laughs> Because because it it really did start out as I as I explained before I got back into wrestling I I, I kind of stopped around the John Cena era um where it was just getting a bit predominant where everyone was starting to really hate on 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 the product uh, and I kind of just like dipped out of it and then got word back in 2018 that they were holding the first ever 30 female Royal Rumble so p- predominantly I started tweeting about wrestling from watching that uh the royal rumble the women royal rumble and actually got back into wrestling from that um and yeah it was through twitter that um i got to make a lot of wrestling fr- uh, friends including um uh jt talbot uh who is the uh sort of showrunner of the podcast at oface wrestling um, and he was just like, you know, you, you've got some really great views. I really liked seeing your opinions on Twitter. Um, you know, would you fancy, first of all, just sort of uh, being sort of a representative of O-Face and tweeting sort of with the hashtag O-Face squad sort of thing whenever you're tweeting about wrestling. And so it started like that. And we we just got to know each other a lot more and more. Um, and then, yeah, he just slowly but surely started asking if I could start um he does a lot of interviews via um uh Spotify as well as YouTube um with uh indie wrestlers mostly females um and he likes to give a a, a big spot on female wrestling uh, which is something that I really uh responded well to obviously because this was the whole reason as to why I then got back into wrestling um so it kind of like we we have this our our sort of points of view were sort of similar in that sense um and it just opened a a bigger platform for me it opened the platform for me tweeting more into which you found me as well so um yeah it's kind of grown from there and so I'm doing I'm slowly but surely doing a a bit more and more with O-Face um as I as and where I can because of course um JT is over in America so I'm kind of like the UK correspondent Yeah, no, and like I said, and that's really cool. I've, I've checked out a couple of them, obviously, to see it. It is weird kind of seeing you. I'm not going to lie. Because <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just from hearing my voice and then going to see my face, you're like, that's what you look like. <laughs> that's, 
That's why you'll never, ever see me. Uh, <laughs> well, for anyone who does listen to the WNR podcast and would like to see what I look like, feel free to check out at O-Face Wrestling on YouTube and Twitter, and you'll be able to see some of the most recent interviews, one being with the uh, most recent episode dropping of Danny B. We had an interview with her, which was great fun. So please do check that out. Yeah, without a doubt. Like I said, and then it, it breeds on to the WNR, of course. Um, but the talking about the WNR podcast, we talk about 2015 being the year that we started, and a lot of things happened since then. And I'm going to ask you quite a big question. What is your favourite match since 2015? Um, I'm going to give you an example, and it's not just because we're talking just talk about res- women's wrestling. Uh, yeah. But back in 2015, of course, you had Bailey, uh, Sasha Banks at Takeover. And that was kind mm-hmm. of match for me that I saw. And I was like, because I've always been a fan of women's wrestling. And we, uh, Dan, who's been a co-host for most of the time on the podcast, had always been brought up with that kind of bra and panties type style match. And, yeah. being in, and that kind of. And it was trying to show him and everybody. No, if women's wrestling gets taken seriously and we can see what they can do, then it can build. And that's why I'm so proud of what happened at WrestleMania, you know, this year. Uh, I'm watching May Young Classic and Evolution paper you and everything like this. And I think I look back and I think that's one of the most important, probably one of my most favourite matches. What about yeah. you? Because it's a big question, you know. Yeah, it is. And do you know what? It, it, it's a very difficult question to, to answer, if I'm truly honest, because, you know, I you can go from thinking about all the brands you watch. So, for, for example, I'm a huge AEW fan as well as an Impact Wrestling fan. So, um, you know, I don't get to watch them as profusely as I do with WWE, but um, it's really hard to, like, pinpoint a match in general from, like, thinking of all three brands. Um, and then, yeah, the, it just goes to say as well, um, you've got to take into consideration, like, what really pulled you back into wrestling and things like that. The, the the match that stood out for me was the the match between I think it was was it Sasha Banks and Charlotte Flair in the cage match first ever women's cage still cage match a Hel- Cell as well oh, yeah the Helena Cell match that really stood out for me and that was like the first match that I could really think um when you asked me that question that that popped into my mind really quickly was that still cage match because it really just proved to everyone that women can do can do it just as good as men in in a hell in a cell and I was just really impressed by both women in that match and that is very rare for me to even bring up a Charlotte Flair match but it was a brilliant match well go back to listen to the double podcast to get Jaxie's thoughts on Charlotte (laughs) Uh, (laughs) and this and then you'll find out that this is the only compliment I'm ever giving her (laughs) (laughs) but I said there's so much to look back on in that uh, kind of six as it is and it's incredible i mean there is more wrestling that i forgot that we you know we've watched on the podcast than, than ever before i i couldn't personally do it i couldn't do it all and it's good to have yeah. kind of different teams so we can focus on wre stuff and w and you know impact and yeah. nxt uk because yeah. i think yeah. if you try I, I do speak to guys who try everything and i just think sometimes it's a little bit impossible you know because yeah. Um, I, I try to sort of like even it out in terms of you know I'll 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 hear because I, I try to keep as up to date um via Twitter or YouTube and in terms of wrestling news anyway. Um, so for me it will be things like oh so I hear Kenny Omega's having a match with so and so on Impact. So I'll definitely check out this week's Impact. 
you know, that sort of thing. Or like, you know, I hear John Moxley is actually uh, performing in New Japan, uh, defending his the ICWP championship. Um, so then I'll, I'll, I'll look to go and watch those matches. So I try to keep as up to date as possible from the news that I hear, but it's impossible to keep up to date weekly, especially for a UK fan. I think it would be much easier if we were in the US to be able to try and keep up more up to date in terms of watching. But yeah, when it comes to the time frame over here, no, it's it's definitely impossible to try and do it all. <laughs> No, but sometimes it, ha- it helps to have no personal life, of, uh, like I do, and then you can kind of <laughs> you can yeah. fit it in. So you do raw. So this is this is my week, you know. So like Tuesday will be raw to catch up on, and maybe yeah. finish that on on Wednesday, and then you've got uh, Wednesday. So Thursday would then be NXT that you watch. Friday night will be Impact because, of course, Impact was on the Thursday night as it was. Saturday night would be SmackDown. And then you'd finish off the week with AEW. And then if you've got time on the next day, the Monday, you do the NXT UK. And then that's how you continue your week forever. Like, it feels like that is just an incredible backlog for you. I mean, for me, I, I definitely... I think the perks went sometimes from working from home is that... I do have the opportunity during lunch to be able to uh, watch these programs shortly after. Now, I've kind of, I'm not going to lie, I've kind of, and this is only the past week or so, I've been really busy at work, so I've kind of, like, given up trying to actually catch up on Raw. So I'll just watch a catch-up program on YouTube with Raw. Um, But I usually try to keep up to date with at least, I'm really into AEW at the moment, so I really love, like, their YouTube build-up programs of, uh, elevation and dark so usually on a lunchtime for a monday and a tuesday i will watch um aew's sort of elevation and dark i usually tend to watch uh nxt uh come on the wednesday uh whether or not it's during lunch or in in the evening um yeah i'll stay up and watch watch smackdown on a friday um and that that is predominantly because i am a gamer as well so so that's gaming times for me as well so i could stay up but yeah, and then I just try to catch up on everything else sort of like over the weekend after that. Yeah, no, Raw's my background. I, and Raw is I do stuff and then I come back to it. And then I think, oh, yeah. it's it's still going. That's great. Yeah. Oh, another <laughs> advert again. <laughs> the, the thing that really fucks me, though, and again, I have mentioned this before the podcast is with AEW and you get a paper and you think, well, I've got a Monday to watch it. And it's four and a half hours long. You're going, oh, yeah. for fuck. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, that, that's the biggest balling. <laughs> it is the balling <laughs> when it comes to pay-per-views as of late. It's trying to catch up on watching them. <laughs> it is. And then Impact's like, let's do a special. Let's do a special. It's like, fuck's sake. Right, everybody calm down. Right? Let's, let's <laughs> I know, I, when, when they did that with uh, NXT as well, with the Wednesday and Thursday, I was like, I don't have enough time on my hands there is two of me but i don't have enough time <laughs> and an impact guy now we got to spec no no you can do that next week all right let's just see what we've got first yeah. um, but we're talking about the w network because of course the w network has stuff as well like the w24 and icons and all this kind of we're going to speak in it quickly uh the jericho austin podcast the broken skull session did you watch it yes i did of course i did i think any wrestling fan it's stupid to have not watched it. 
And uh, what were your thoughts on it? You know, what, well, on where Chris Jericho maybe come across AEW. I mean, Stone Cold's just a pro as well. But what were your thoughts behind it? Yes. I, I, just to see these two back together brought just all kinds of nostalgia out of me. I just really loved the Attitude Era with these, with both of these two in. Um, just watching it and actually getting to see some of their like previous stuff, especially focusing more on Jericho, was just. Uh, it, it was such a hint of nostalgia that it just made you feel warm and fuzzy inside. <laughs> um, I really that. I loved hearing about how my favorite part was hearing about how MJ came up and um, how Y2J came up with uh, the, the Y2J pose through watching mm-hmm. MJ uh, perform Michael Jackson perform um, and how much like of a buildup he got from just being in one stance. And then the minute he moves that pop and how Jericho managed to actually make that work for him too. He's just, he's so brilliant at what he does that he could see something and then, and then build on that, that he's just such an idealist. Um, it was really, really fun to watch. I'll tell you what was strange as well, because, you know, living in that moment when Jericho made his debut until he mm. won a title, it took an awful long time. But when you think it's only kind of two years from his, you know, August 1990 debuted, and then December 2001, you know, the kind of undisputed world champion. It's quite a yeah. short amount of time. And and the amount of career changes, like the complete difference from the kind of coming back as like the Jericho in 2006 to the suit wearing short haired uh, one feuding with Shawn Michaels, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. And you just Gene, go, it's, com- it's completely you know, different. And, and everything like that he's such a comedian like uh, when you watch him through sort of the years on with and especially working with di- complete different types of wrestlers in in every unique type of way you know even going back to when he would work alongside China and and things like that he's such a comedian and it just shows you how much he really has accomplished he's such a veteran in the business and I think that um, any promotion that works with him are just always going, going to end up better off for it because his, his ideas really reflect on how creative he is in the ring and outside of the ring, giving giving him a mic or not giving him a mic. He's able to just sort of generate that that pop factor that just really wows the crowd. I and think I think it's it helps that he's, um, you know, part of this rock star band as well. Um with Fozzy, I think that you know he's he's got that unique rock star vibe to him as well like it, it, he's got that sort of all honed down to him it's kind of like he's managed to break both the music business and the wrestling business and he's just done it effortlessly yeah about that and you know if you check him out on the uh, Jay and Silent Bob reboot as well where he plays a uh, Ku Klux Klansman and you know the kind of the things that he's gone off to do as well he's even the interesting thing with AEW about you know when he first went there and him and um, JR were the kind of star names so to speak and building yeah. up the, the rest of the roster I mean they did touch it obviously they didn't go into full detail but I think Stone Cold is just brilliant and he stopped doing his podcast now on the Broken Skull Sessions but I mean my god that man is just fantastic as well yeah, he really is. I mean, I, I don't think that there's ever going to be anyone like, even when Austin was a heel, everyone loved him. Like, I, I think that Jericho and mm-hmm. and Austin both have unique qualities um, about each other that ha- that really brought well together. So a, a lot of fans, whether it be AEW or WWE, could just thoroughly really enjoy seeing these two veterans just really talking about how they really did 
help change the business and and the way that they uh, they changed it it was just for the better you know allowing a lot more creativity allowing a lot more of the sort of uh, what I'd say controversial stars to sort of get more of the limelight you know they're not all the pretty boys that they're like rock stars or or drinking beer and throwing the bird up to everyone and stuff like that Um, they really broke boundaries and I think like it really helped the business to grow as in wrestling not just WWE no without a shadow of a doubt like I said forbidden doors open now with Jericho on Austin uh and even if people going well his contract expires next year uh, he just wants to go into WWE Hall of Fame. Well, so what? If there's anybody that deserves it, it's Chris Jericho. I think he should. I think I think it would be really pathetic of Vince to leave Chris Jericho out of it because of you know out of everything that's happened since AEW debuted as a as a show, Vince was ultimately always 100% aware that Jericho was going to AEW. It wasn't like a John Moxley where they thought he was going to be coming back after a bit of a break and then he just went and switched or a Miro yeah. who literally just dropped it and then switched. Do you know what I mean? So th- it, I think Vince has already gone through great lengths and still respects Jericho a lot as to allow him to be on the Broken Skull session. So I really do think that he, Jericho will end up probably being in the Hall of Fame. And I think that Vince will allow that because I, apart from all Stone Cold Steve Austin, I don't know any wrestling fan, whether or not they're uh, solely WWE or solely AEW. I don't know any wrestling fan that dislikes Chris Jericho because of the, the work he's done. So you can't deny the work he's done. Well, about to say, without a shadow of a doubt, completely agree with you there. Okay, so the last thing we're going to talk about is the experience of the WNR. So this is when, uh, first off, just like to say, I mean, the WNR podcast has gone through a lot of changes. And of course, last year with the pandemic uh, and with Dan as well, kind of moving away, because me and him had hosted a show, like I said, for five years leading up to the anniversary. And then because of COVID and everything else that was going on personally, professionally, uh, just didn't have time at that point so it kind of you get to a point in the crossroads where you wonder what you're going to do whether you're going to you know kind of think is this the end now we've been doing it or what's left and and luckily for me it was like I said finding finding you uh, finding Monty and finding of course the ultimate one as well and mm-hmm. uh, you know asking if you, you'd be on the WNR and then not only you know saying yes and being on the show, but the kind of the the bands from the back and forth and the kind of it's like it's a friendship struck up even though we've yeah. never met each other, you know. Exactly, exactly, and um, I think it's exactly as you said with the pandemic and everything like that. This has opened up a lot, a, a lot more doors for a lot of people to be able to experience and try new things, and this was one of the the positives that came out of the pandemic for me was that I was able to you know try try podcasting and I was given this opportunity thanks to yourself um and uh, JT at O-Face Wrestling and um I've thoroughly enjoyed it um it's been such a great experience and it's just if anything just made me create a, a load more friends and, and this is the thing and, and this is one thing I love about wrestling as well as the fact is that it is open and you don't just have to have one opinion you can have kind of multiple ones and I'm sure we don't agree on, on everything as well so, but to come here and and to be open and you know to give opinions and, and to do the show yeah. and to keep coming back you know, because every time we do a show, every time I do a show, everybody think, well, that's the last time I'm going to talk to them. <laughs> well, that's what I could say. You probably could say about me. I'm so opinionated sometimes. But 
that that's the beauty of being able to be on a podcast and I think this is what a lot more this this is how the approach that a lot more wrestling fans should take because as much as I am opinionated about wrestling and I have strong opinions if you want to check just go put check some of our previous podcasts out but I am very open to listening to everyone else's opinions and I t- and I appreciate them and it is a way of being able to experience wrestling in, in a better form I'm all for listening to all different um promotions opinions about different wrestlers um I don't it doesn't have to always be uh, you know turned into an argument you know uh, well, I think without a doubt and I think you know it's proven that people who uh, might not talk to each other about anything or have anything else in common can find a common ground in professional wrestling and actually speak about it and actually put on the show as well you know because like I said we've been doubling our podcast as well the past year has been one of the most successful years we've had and that is in part to you as well and I just like to say thank you for for being on and for just putting up with me you know (laughs) (laughs) well I mean I'm just gonna say the exact same thing back to you I mean thanks for having me on here and and putting up with my um very strong opinions at times (laughs) well like I said the podcast has been going for six years and you're a bigger part of it uh, than kind of anybody else and the reason why it's still going today is personally uh from that you know it's been a great experience for sure yeah well enough of that niceness because of course the next time (laughs) the next time we'll be doing a pod together will be wrestlemania backlash and i'm sure we're gonna have a lot of fun things to say about raw and smackdown on the road to wrestlemania backlash can i just say as well um it's what what's incredibly fun is the openness to feeling like you can have an opinion and not feel like you're just getting you're just going to get ridiculed for it so i i want to uh just take this time to appreciate the wnr podcast for not just my uh, the shows with me but with monty and the ultimate one as well uh, you're very open to listening to other people's views well I, no i was just about to say you know thank you and uh it wouldn't be possible without you and about the the whole i say the wnr podcast team I always see it as a team effort as well. So it wouldn't be where it is today without everybody else, you know. Definitely. And to our listeners, so thank you so much. Yeah, that's out. Like I say, I should. Thank you, Jackson. Uh, yeah, everybody listening, like I said, appreciate it over the last six years, you know, to go from where we were to where we are now. And, and like I said, the emails and uh, I know I should be on Twitter more, but you know what it's like sometimes life gets in the way but again i just appreciate yeah. the fantastic support and for kind of everybody else that's involved in it uh as well but that is it for the sixth anniversary show uh before we go our follow of the week is it's all of you because of course it's the sixth anniversary show so why yeah. wouldn't you be yes <laughs> everybody at home going yeah <laughs> Uh, don't forget, though, we're across all social media, Twitter at the WNR Podcast. I'm at the WNR JR. Jaxie, do you want to say where you are? Yep, um, I am at Jaxie Scarlett on Instagram and Twitter and Rowena Ferguson on Facebook. Brilliant. WNR also on Facebook and Instagram. Of course, all the Google platforms. Send us an email at WNRpodcast at gmail.com and YouTube. WNR Podcast for all the latest clips and podcasts. We've got the same time on YouTube to do SoundCloud on your phone also spotify and itunes where you can download subscribe rate and review there so that is it our next episode will be nxt uk with dubbing our dan our next episode with jack C will be the uh 
WrestleMania backlash. But until then, I have been James Rollins and I was joined by the Dubbinard Dan, the Ultimate One, Monty, and the fabulous Jaxie Scarlett. Thank you very much for joining me on this anniversary show. Thanks for having me again. It's been great. Well, no problems. And I'd like to thank everybody for listening and we'll catch you next week. Bye.